Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And it is Thursday, December 30th, 2021. That means we only have a few days left of 2021. That means this is the final show of the year. So we're going to bring this thing in right, bringing it with some energy like I always do. Got a good show lined up. Today, we're going to break down my three keys to victory as we usually do on the day before the weekend. And today's my day before the weekend. Um, in the roundup, we'll talk about the coaching news that came out. Some It's, it's good news, really. And I'm going to explain why I think it's good news. Uh, there's a newly signed player as well in the roundup. And coming out of the roundup, we'll talk about some injuries to both the Cardinals and the Cowboys. And the one injury report. And the one injury that I think will help boost the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. And of course, y'all, the Pulse of the Nation phone lines are back open. 351-999-3787. I'm going to move this over here for y'all. One second. Give me a second there. There we go. 351. I'll make it bigger, too. 351-999-3787. Call in yesterday. We didn't give a, get a chance to... Uh, have a call-in show. We had a Koye on, which was a, a great show, by the way. If you guys missed that, y'all know what it is. Hashtag run it back, gang. That was a really good show. We're getting real good in how we um, are breaking down these these games, right? Like, it started off, we just did it on a whim, and we were like, yo, this works. Let's continue to do it. The fans seem to like it, so we'll continue to keep bringing it to you guys for the rest of the season, hopefully six or seven more games, if you know what I mean, right? Not just two. Or three. Hopefully we get six or seven more games. But um, if you missed that, run that back. We didn't have a chance for the phone lines to be opened up. But they will be today. So uh, at some point, I'll jump in and talk to you guys in what is essentially, like I said, the last Pulse of the Nation phone line uh, segment until the new year of 2022. All right, man. It's time for some shout-outs for you guys that have jumped up in here early. Uh, I always say it. I appreciate y'all for joining me early. It's early in the West Coast is like six. Here in the Central is eight. Over in East is nine. That's that's pretty early. So I appreciate y'all jumping in here. And um, I like to think because of y'all, this is the dopest, the most fun, interactive Dallas Cowboys morning show in the land. You know, sometimes I got to feel good about saying that because I, I believe that. I believe y'all make this the best Dallas Cowboys morning show in the land. And I'm going to keep on saying that because y'all the best. So, hey, it is what it is. Uh, real quick, some shout-outs in the chat over here. And YouTube, Mike Harris, Hand of Fate, Stevie Mac, the mod guy. What's up, brother? Mark Smith, Este, Benny Vamondez. I can't pronounce that. We can call you EB. EB, what's up, EB? Uh, Mo Mosley, Miss Angelica, James Simmons, Texas Toast, Doug Smith, a.k.a. Old Head. He said, I'm retired, so every day is my day off. Get a clue bomb for that. I feel you, brother. Triple D says, Jedi, what's up, Nation? Sully, what's going on, Sully? Uh, C. Burleson, Nisi, Amanda Brown, Mackenzie, two times, two times. The Eagles are trash, one of my favorite YouTube names. Frankie Franchise, what's up, brother? Below the Heavens, uh, Royce the Don. I'm going to call you Royce the Don, bro. Hopefully, you don't take that, uh, you know, as a, an offensive thing. But Royce the Don, I think, is a, is a nice rapper. Um, well, Royce the 5'9 is a nice rapper, I should say. My bad. Uh, Anthony Billings, Tamar DeBar, Manny. BJ Bankroll, 
Primetime Phil Fresh Fade, B-Rob, 215 Khalil, uh, and Professor O in the building over on uh, Facebook here. Tuan, Chris, Dannon, Danny, you've been here lately. I appreciate that. Teddy Hillcock, uh, Paul D, Jessica Ville, uh, Jessica Villarreal. Hope I said that right, man. Uh, Cohen, Matt, John Garcia, Skyler, McDermott, and my guy CJ Richards in the building. He says, Sky, you early today. I ain't kind of early. I'm actually on time. 8.15-ish is, is more so on time than, than early. I try to be early next year. That's my goal. You know, the New Year's resolution, which we'll get to, Texas Family Fitness. A lot of people want to get into the gym. My New Year's resolution, squad, is to be a little bit earlier than I've been. My apologies for that. But, hey, you know, we still get a good show in. Uh, Cynthia, Peter Rizzo, McCarthy, Robert, Lance Bell, Tim Garcia, and Larry McCray, and the many more coming through. And as I always say, if you guys miss it, run it back on the podcast. Now, with all that good stuff out the way, let's kind of get into some of this uh, goodness, some of this Cowboys talk today. And like I said, I'm going to talk about my three keys to victory. We'll break them down. And in between those, we'll get into the phone lines and things like that. We'll jump into the chat and all that good stuff. We got Marcus in the house, I see. Uptown Funk said best to everyone in 2022. It's essentially, TC915, a feel-good Thursday as opposed to a, uh, let me see if I got that drop for y'all. I don't have it right now. But a feel-good Thursday as opposed to a feel-good Friday. Adam Mack said sky time, he's never late. That's what I'm talking about, Adam Mack. He dig it, bro. All right, man, let's jump into this morning roundup, couple Cowboys news, some good news. Like I said, uh, coaching news. Hopefully we can keep our guy, and so far so good, but but we'll see afterwards. So let's jump into this roundup real quick. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up. Apologies. Apologies. First up on the docket for the morning roundup, okay? Dan Quinn will not be interviewing for the Jacksonville Jaguars coaching vacancy. And initially when that dropped, I thought, great. He's completely getting rid of worrying about the or worrying about the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach head coaching spot but when details start to come out it's just him not interviewing within this window I believe teams have a two-week window for the Cowboys or for any team really to to interview before the regular season is over and this is per Tom Palacero he says for clarity Dallas Cowboys Dan Quinn didn't decline an interview for the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching job per source he wants to get through the regular season before doing doing any interviews, which is how the hiring cycle has worked in past years, and will for the mo- for most candidates this year. I love this because Dan Quinn is focused on the task at hand, and I'm not saying that he can't juggle an interview and do what he's doing, but when the captain is all in, I feel like that sets a great example for everyone else. Right. Like if Dan Quinn is saying, listen, whatever, there's possibilities for me to elevate. And and I'm not knocking him or I'm not saying he shouldn't do that. Go look. If you want to go be a head coach, go be a head coach. Right. Go get your money. Go get your bag. Things like that. Uh, An opportunity to to do this again. But 
the fact that he's saying, I want to wait to after the season, if I'm a guy in that locker room, I'm saying, well, then why, why can't I take care of myself? Why can't I do what I need to do and focus on what I need to focus on to try to get this championship ring? Because that's what it's about. This, this is something real special right now going on in Dallas that you may have, you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get at this. And Quinn's basically saying, I don't want to veer left from what I'm doing and take away a minute, a second, an hour, whatever, a day from that plan and that process. I love it. I love it. He's all in, and and I love it. So right now, Dan Quinn won't be interviewing for that job. No word on Kellen Moore. Uh, But I got a feeling, not a feeling, I know for a fact Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn will be getting other opportunities. So uh, we'll explore that after the season. So that's why it's more, it's all that important to get this thing done this year. Cowboys sign linebacker Devontae Bond. Um, With all the injuries at linebacker, you got Bernard down with COVID and the hamstring. Jabril Cox is out with the ACL. And obviously they got rid of Jalen Smith earlier in the year, they didn't really technically replace him with the backer, so they were down a man, a body. Dallas needed to go out and get another linebacker uh, to basically help out with the special team situation. Bonds a 6'1", 236-pound, former Oklahoma Sooner, fifth year in the league, and he's played for Tampa and Chicago. I don't think you're going to see him really be a contributor in the regular Defense. This is more so depth, fifth linebacker, special teams guy. So don't be surprised if when Bernard is back, he gets cut. But nonetheless, that is a roster move. It's a transaction move. Wanted to let you guys know about that. And then finally, Dallas Cowboys Arizona practice report. Cowboys practice report was really good. Malik Hooker and Tristan Hill are back from the COVID list. That's big. We didn't even really miss them last week. But now you're about to get all hands on deck for the best offense you're going to face and the best quarterback you're going to face the remainder of the way and in this last four-game stretch, right? You get Malik Hooker back to go with that vaunted safety. The safety room is just so damn good. I don't come on here enough and talk about when uh, uh, Donovan Wilson does play. He may not be getting the interceptions. He may not be getting the sacks. But Donovan Wilson shows up every single time he plays. He shows up on film. And right now, he's likely going to be your fourth safety. That's crazy. (laughs) That's just crazy. And it's crazy good. So you get all hands on deck this week against Kyler Murray. And Tristan Hill gets back. And I think that's why... You know, we talked about this yesterday. Justin Hamilton was not brought back because now you have five legitimate defensive tackles. He would have been your sixth, and he would have been your sixth defensive tackle on your depth chart. He just would have. As for Noah Brown, he was moved to the designated for return list, so he has a 21-day window to rejoin the team, but he was at practice yesterday, so don't be shocked if he's back on the, in the game on Sunday. Uh, there's really no rush. I think the depth that wide receiver has been helping, but if you can get all five of your guys, Noah said, and the big three, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, again, 
you want to get a rhythm. You want to get a flow. You you, you want to get situated going into the playoffs. And the Cowboys seem to be doing that at the right time. So just continue <laughs> to get better. Continue to keep your fingers crossed. Because across the league, if you look, a lot of teams are not trending in that direction. The Dallas Cowboys are. And before I get to the big news, the big player coming back for Dallas Cowboys, take a look at the Cardinals practice report. Y'all probably can't see, but I I put it up here. A lot of DNPs. A lot of DNPs. Rondell Moore, we talked about him uh, yesterday, did not practice. Jordan Phillips, big defensive lineman, did not practice. Their starting corner did not practice. James Connor did not practice. Now, Buda Baker did not practice, but I expect him to play. There's two names on there that I want to point out, and that's James Conner and Rondell Moore. Conner and Moore missed the game last week, and I thought they would play this week, but it's a Wednesday practice report. I don't like to take those things to heart. Thursday, you get a little bit more concerned. Friday, you pretty much know if somebody's going to play or not. So pay attention to the, the Cardinals practice report today. We know Marcus Golden is likely out with the COVID situation, but if they're missing Connor and Moore, those are two weapons that Kyler Murray won't have at his disposal. And we'll talk about some of those keys here in a second. But the big one, the big story at practice to me, and yes, I do think it's a big story, so I'll go ahead and... Tyron Smith is back at practice, ladies and gentlemen. Big Boy has returned. Your all-pro Hall of Fame left tackle back in the lineup at the right time, the perfect time against the best defense you will have seen since the Chiefs, right? Since the Chiefs. Chandler Jones coming in. I I don't know if Marcus is going to play or not Marcus Golden, but nonetheless, Chandler Jones is a problem, so you're going to need your two bookends. And I want you guys to take a listen to Brian Broaddus, who came on the show the other day and talked about Tyron Smith returning. He said he thought this was the plan all along. Um, and we had been debating over the last week or so, should he play? Should they, should they sit him for the rest of the season? And uh, this is what uh, Brian Broaddus had to say about that situation. There's Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones, confident that uh, left tackle Tyron Smith might play. He's going to play. Week. He's going to play? He's going to play. Okay, yeah, how do you feel play. about that? How, you know, yeah, that. no, he's going to play. I, I was talking, you know, I, again, the connections and the relationships I built of 14 years of working over there was that, you know, that the whole plan was, and I said it on our show on 105.3 all last week, I, I knew that Tyron Smith wasn't going to play. Everybody was talking about, oh, he's getting better, he's getting better, he's getting better. But I knew the plan. The plan was to get him ready for Arizona. Now, with that being said, this will be the first time. What are we going to be in week 17, 17. coming up? Yeah, week 17. This is the first time the Cowboys will have Smith, uh, Connor Williams, Biotish, Martin, and Collins all starting the same game together. Wow. Haven't had that happen all year. You know, I mean, you go back, go back all the way to opening day. It was Zach Martin wasn't playing at right at right guard. You know, they they lost him to you know he was out. So this is the first time that this offensive unit will have been together all year long. And that's all they talked about in the offseason. And, and we talked about that. What's the strength of this Cowboys team? Oh, it's the offensive line. Offensive line. Can't tell you how many shows it did where it was <laughs> offensive line. You know, 
So you're going to finally get to see that. And maybe that's even going to help Dak Prescott even more. You've got to, I mean, if you're going to pray for anything in this season, the end of the season, you know, your seating is important, but keeping Tyron Smith healthy through this run is important. I mean, you, if you can get these last two games in the regular season, get your seating right, and then get in the playoffs with a healthy offensive line, this team can do some damage. It yeah. really, really can, because I think it just helps the confidence of the quarterback going forward. That is key right there, confidence of his quarterback going forward. And I'll come back to that. But he talked about it, and we said this the other week when we thought Tyron might play. This is the first game this offensive line will have played together all season. We're in week 17. We came into the year thinking, you know, Tyron, Zach, Lyell, uh, the big three, and then Connor and Tyler, who we've kind of been up and down with Connor and Tyler, but as the season has has gone on, we've noticed and we've kind of confirmed that they're fine. We don't need them to be all pros. I, I, we try to say that a lot here. We don't need them to be as good as the other guys. They just got to be serviceable. And I think they're at times more than that. But the first game, all three, uh, all five of these guys will have lined up all year, and this was supposed to be the projected starting lineup coming into the season. And I got to give some shout-outs here to Lyle Collins and Connor Williams. They have been on a lot of people's shit list, being honest with ourselves. They have. But Lyle Collins in the last four games since the Raiders debacle, I don't know what that was about, but since he's was in and out of that game, he's allowed only three pressures, uh, has been credited for one sack. He only has two sacks credited to him all season, and he snuffed out Really good pass rushers in Montez Sweat and Cam Jordan. Once again, Lyle Collins was really good on Sunday. So I've always believed that once Lyle gets in a rhythm and flow and gets his playing uh, weight under control, right, gets his wind under control, he would be good. I don't know about 2019 good, but he's been good. He's been fine over there. We, that, we should put that to bed with Lyle Collins being a liability at right tackle because, yes, people were saying that. Uh, and then Connor Williams, since returning back you know, from his stint on the bench, maybe that pine would change your mind. Zero sacks allowed. One pressure. And here's the big one. Zero penalties. None. Zilch. Nada. That really was the biggest problem with Connor Williams was penalties his play had been more than serviceable in my opinion this year it's been the penalties where it was like all right let's see what we could do and if that pine would change his mind or if mcgovern can be that guy so i just wanted to give them a quick shout out because those two guys were kind of under hot hot water and a shout out to the coaching staff as well they said let's try something here let's see let's put some pressure on a guy who has a big contract Right on a second round pick who's been a starter for four years. We don't care. What's the Stephen A. Smith thing? We don't care. That's that's what the coaching staff said. They don't care if you're getting paid whatever Lyle's getting paid. They don't care if you've been a second round pick and you've been here for four or five years. It's about putting the best players out there. And they try to do all these crazy movements to find the best unit. And I think they've obviously found it now, right? The original starting five. So while it was frustrating to see, they hardly are missing, right? Like, they're hardly missing. Even when they miss, they correct themselves. So I got to give uh, compliments and shout-outs to the coaching staff. I do. I, I think it's 
It's something that we hadn't seen before. And I won't say names. I won't go back to the regime. It's just very comfortable and, and, and very nice to see this coaching staff do uh, do these similar things that other successful teams do, right? And he talked about having your quarterback being comfortable. They're really comfortable at home. I said this before. When Dak Prescott is comfortable, when Kellen Moore is comfortable, this offense is a different animal, and it's a different animal at home. I saw, I think it was Blug and the Boys posted something yesterday. Listen to this. At home, the Cowboys are number one in yards, red zone conversion, points, point differential, points per play, and Dak Prescott is first in the National Football League in passer rating at home among all quarterbacks. Ladies and gentlemen, it is very important to get this one or two seed. That's why this game is really important. Very important. All right, let's hop into the phone lines here. We got 703 on the horn. 703, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's going on, man? It's DMV. How you doing, brother? Oh, Happy holidays. I, I see I see Tracy Garter on here. I need to let me change your name to DMV, man. What the heck? DMV. <laughs> hey, man. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Hey, man, ain't, ain't too much, man. Uh, I was just calling, and you pretty much hit on the head uh, when you said that this is a very important game, yeah. that number one and two seed is very important. And I kind of just wanted to touch on why, uh, because everybody knows the difference in red zone efficiency when we're away and when we're at home. And if we're at home, we're, what, number two? And number, then number, we're one. Away with number one now. 31 now, yeah, exactly. No, we're number one. That we're number one at home in red zone now. Oh, oh, we're number one now? Well, yep. well hey, that, and that Washington game just made it, you know, where we went number one. But that says it in itself right there, that we need to be at home. And I think that we need to somehow clean up these next two games. Uh, Arizona, this one right here, I think that this game is probably the most important of the two sure. because I think this is the type of team that we could run into in the playoffs yep. anyway. This is as good of a dress rehearsal as we're going to get. So right now, week 17 going into it, um, we just got to go out there and take care of business. I mean, you know, there's no more bulletin uh, material that they can get. You know what I mean? Kyler Murray kind of talked a lot of trash this year, uh, all season. So yeah, they, they owe Kyler Murray an ass whooping. You know, a, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of those people were on the team last year when this happened. And, and even those that weren't on the field playing, they were either at home recovering or they were on the sideline recovering. So they felt that embarrassment on Monday Night Football getting blown out. Um, you, know, you know, Andy Dalton being Andy Dalton, the defense was that was maybe the worst game from the defense aside from that Browns 300 yard debacle. Uh, so, yeah, a lot to prove against Kyler Murray. They are not indefensible, right? These guys are, are human this year. They're one in four the last four games. And I want to go back to what you said. I love the word you use, dress rehearsal. I love it. Because, yes, the Eagles may get into the playoffs, but I'm going to just be real with y'all. I, I, the Eagles, come on, man. It, it's really, these are the teams you're going to play against. The 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 Tampa Bays, the, the, uh, the Cardinals, right? The Rams, the Green Bay Packers, these are the real complete teams that can give you trouble or potentially beat you, in my opinion, and that may represent the NFC. So if you win this, you shut everybody up going into the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. And not to mention everybody's coming back healthy like we thought all year. Like, 
A lot of people don't understand. We knew it, but when we were 6-1, and one, we were reeling with a whole bunch of injuries. Thanks. A lot of people don't know. We probably haven't even played our best football yet. I think last week was probably our, our best showing. That's probably the most complete football game we played all year. Brother. Sure, Washington wasn't as good, but, you that, know, it's about what you do. Right. It's not about who's on the other side. That was the most complete football game from any team in 2021, period. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who Absolutely. was playing. I said it. I said it after the game. I say going into the game, it really isn't about who you're playing at this point. In my in my opinion, it's about how you're playing, because mm. if you if you have that momentum and that confidence, and you can show the world, the league, and, and you yourself that we can put both sides of the ball together on a week in week out basis. Again, I, I I take I'll take that against any single team in the NFL. Period. Yeah, absolutely right, brother. Absolutely right. And there's one more thing before you know I hang up because I don't want you know take too much of your time. Are you good, bro? But um, you know, me and my buddy, we, me and my buddy who's also a Cowboys fan, his name's Clarence. If you guys have tuned in to Mark Holmes' channel a little bit, we've been fighting back and forth, and he believes if we win out, we get the number two seed outright. But the thing that I've been fighting on is, look, Tampa Bay beat us, so they have the head to head. Can you kind of talk to that a little bit on? scenarios and what needs to happen in order for us to get that one or two seed. Yeah, DMV. Will, if we win out, Tampa wins out, and the Rams, that's the key right there, the Rams win out, then Dallas will get the second seed. It's a three-way tie. They need a three-way tie some way, some form, some somehow. They need a three-way tie uh, at number two to get the second seed because we'll have the conference record, uh, a better conference record than those guys. However, if the Rams slip up, and both the Cowboys and Tampa wins out, and there's only a two-way tie at that second seed, Tampa will get it because when it's a two-way tie, it goes by head-to-head. So that's the only way we wouldn't get the second seed is if the Rams don't win out, or obviously if the Cowboys lose. Um, And the way for the Cowboys to get the number one seed, all they got to do is have the same record at least as the Packers because, again, we don't have a head-to-head, so they go to the conference record. The Cowboys have a better conference record. Boom, number one seed. So we just need Green Bay to lose one and Dallas to win out. And I don't know if if Green Bay's luck will run out at some point, but these last two weeks, brother, they should have damn lost. So so I'm hoping that we can get Kirk Cousins <laughs> to be super Kirk this week, and uh, that'll help us out. Well, yeah, we need Dalvin because Dalvin normally kills them. We need we need Dalvin to, to go out there yeah. and have a Dalvin game. You know, yet. I think he had rest this week off of COVID, so hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm cheering for Dallas. So. I'm with you, bro. We Listen, I said on Christmas, all Cowboys fans are the biggest Brown fans, so I guess on Sunday, all Cowboys fans will be the biggest Vikings fans. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I, I, I Look, Baker Mayfield, I had an opportunity to, to put my, you know, my, my lenses on and actually really see him for what he's worth, and you know, maybe Odell and them was a little right. <laughs> but, hey, that, that's either here nor there. <laughs> right. All right, DMV, I appreciate you, bro. I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem. That is DMV. Hey, DMV, you still there? I left. Listen, make sure y'all check out DMV's YouTube channel. He does a lot of Cowboy stuff on there as well as some boxing stuff. I believe it's DMV Fanatic or DMV Sports Fanatic on YouTube. I got to type in DMV and Fanatic. You'll see his stuff pop up, man. Really good, smart Cowboys fan. Uh, somebody on Facebook said, does this channel accept donations? Yes. If you come on YouTube, you can do a super chat. But if it's on, if you're, if you can't come on YouTube, 
I can uh, I'll get the Cash App stuff here. I'll drop it for you. But appreciate that, uh, Mr. Matt. All right, man, let's hop back into the chat or to the phone line. I got L. Jean and then B. Bird on the horn. We got the heavy hitters coming in today for this New Year's uh, last show for the New Year's. What's up, L. Jean? What's good, Scott? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm good, man. I just I, I have a, a hard time, you know, going through these Twitter uh, feeds sometimes. Oh, and it bro. just seems like nobody's happy, man. It just seems like, you know, we beat a Washington team that was hurt. We beat a Washington team that was ravaged with COVID. But what a lot of people fail to realize is Dallas dealt with the COVID outbreak bad in the beginning of the season. I mean, Excellent. we faced the Tampa Bay team without Zach Martin. Zach Martin. You know? So we, we lost the following week, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. We lost, we, we, we lost Randy Gregory. Mark we Cooper. lost Keanu Neal. We lost Amari Cooper. We, lost, we even lost C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb was an early COVID, uh, if you remember, in, in the beginning of the season. He he was a oh, yeah 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 practice so, yeah right Training so camp. you know what I'm saying we we dealt with a lot of this we just we we, we just weathered the storm and uh, I I seen a, a a boss cowboy I mean I seen one of his things and he was just talking about load management and it was very interesting to me because what I saw this year with the Cowboys is they used injuries and COVID to actually develop a lot of players man a lot of these players have been developing and uh he, he mentioned something and it, it it sounded crazy when it was first said but if you remember in the early in the season Stephen Jones said they had about 80 players that could make their roster they had a player of, of, of 80 players that should make their roster which they could only go down to 53 we all were looking like you know yeah I mean this is a good team but yeah right <laughs> but I'm looking you you looking right now Man, that that defense can probably Ooh. go 18 deep. That defense can probably go about 18 deep. And then if you look at our offensive line, man, our two swing tackles haven't played bad at all. No, nope. I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of teams that would love a Ty and Secchi and a Ty and, and a Terrence Terrence Steel to start for them. To start for them, I'm sure there's plenty of teams you you had teams trying to uh, trade for Connor McGovern at the tra- uh, trade deadline. And here we are trying to throw him off a cliff. Well, we try, that, to, that we try to throw – well, I wouldn't throw him off, but we try to throw both of the Connors off the damn cliff. We try to throw both of the Connors <laughs> off the – and if you remember, we try to throw Tyre Biotis off the cliff yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. They were trying to throw him off the cliff too, and then you still got Cowboys that's trying to throw uh, Ty, uh, uh, Smith, Tyron Smith off a cliff because he can't stay healthy, he can't stay – Man, this team is deep. It's deep. This team reminds me a lot of the early '90s Cowboys teams. They are deep, and that cow, that early '90s Cowboy team was deep too. If you remember, Darren Woodson wasn't a starter on that first Super Bowl team. He didn't start. It was James Washington and Thomas Everett who start who yeah. manned that uh the, that the, that secondary. And he was still so, a contributor. It was it was kind of similar to like a hooker, Malik Hooker. Uh, so he was he was exactly the same thing like a, a Malik Cooker. And then you look at the corners. Man, if you get Kelvin Joseph to resemble any type of play that he played last week, man, you can go four deep on corners right there. And then what we forgot, we forgot about Kennedy. We were trying to get Kennedy to start on the outside. He yeah. got buried in the depth chart. 
and he played some uh, meaningful snaps last week. So you you can possibly say you could go four to five deep at corner. That's not even mentioning uh, right. Uh, Nashawn Wright, that's not even mentioning him. So you can go four or five deep corner. The only position that kind of worries me is that linebacking position. And if we can somehow slide by without exposing Neil or Van Der Esch, I really think there's not too many uh, holes in the secondary. The, this this, this mean team this, just this reminds defense. me of the 90s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the defense, I'm sorry. Yeah, the linebacker position, I think, but by midseason, we figured, okay, we, we kind of misjudged that one there. We thought that position would be deep. Um, it, it ended up not being. But when you get Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence back, now that puts Micah at linebacker. And as long as Micah's playing, right. he makes I think he makes that linebacker room fine because Micah is exceptional. He's elite. He's one of the best linebackers in football, point blank, period. And then all you need is Leighton Van Der Esch to play his role, not be a liability for the, what, 20, 25 snaps that he's going to play. Uh, Keanu Neal, I, I don't really – I don't know what to do with Keanu Neal at this point. Uh, just don't be a liability. Right. But I don't think he's much of an impact guy at the position. But because of your depth as safety, right, you got four guys you can go deep. I think you could bring Donovan Wilson down. You could bring uh, J. Ron Curse down and come playoff time. I'd be shocked if you get into a tight fourth quarter, right, and it's a four-point game or something like that, or you need some stops. I I would bet any amount of money J. Ron Curse will be in there at linebacker over uh, LVE. Right, absolutely. And uh, like I said, man, don't, there, there's only three things I really believe, and I've been screaming this, three things that's going to beat the Cowboys. That's the Cowboys themselves. Two, if we had some sort of crazy NFL uh, playoff COVID outbreak where Dak catches it, Zeke catches it mm. during the playoffs, that's the only way. And then the third is NFL officiating. If the if if they send any of those officiators uh, official officials to to call a Cowboys playoff game that had or that we had on Thanksgiving or we had in a, the the first game of the year where Dallas can't be oh. physical. I really feel like that's the only thing that's going to stop this team, man. If Sean Hockley's crew, if Sean, Sean Hockley's crew does not deserve to be calling any games in the playoffs, none, zilch, nada. Absolutely, they've been horrible. None, man. That game against Washington, that was probably one of the best officiating games I've seen in oh, a long time. That referee's uh, good. I, I forget his name, but that referee crew, I, I think they talked about it on Sunday Night Football, or somebody might have tweeted. They don't really call a ton of penalties. Um, and I've never really watched a game where I'm like, man, these guys suck. And the refs suck in general, but I felt like that crew was solid. So, yeah. They were very solid, man. So, uh, in closing, man, I just want to say, man, uh, this next game against Arizona, I really believe that uh, Dallas, is, is they, they should win. They're at home. They're, they're, going, on, they're going against a, a, a reeling team in Arizona. I really feel like the only thing that's going to stop Dallas is – is if they can't contain Kyler Murray, you gotta oh, contain Kyler segment. Murray. Rush him. You you gotta rush him like you got treat him like Russell Wilson. You keep everything. You 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 contain the outside and flush him to step forward right into the arms of Gallimore and Watkins and those type of guys. Indeed. But I really feel like Dallas. The the, the uh, another key thing Dallas is gonna have to do is special teams. Tighten up on that field goal. You know that that kicker. When it comes down to playoff time, 
you're going to have to make some big kicks, and you can't afford to be missing extra points, and you can't afford to be missing 40 to 49-yard field. Well, that, what can Dallas right, do about uh, that, though, bro? They can't do anything about, about that. There's really, you know, <laughs> the, the only thing, the, the, to me, the only thing that Dallas can do about that is they're going to have to get aggressive on fourth down. They're going to say, oh, right, you know what, if our field goal kicker nah. is not confident, I, I, I just feel like you got the defense to do it. You got the defense to do it. If, 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 you're, if you're confident, if this is a Super Bowl defense, you get beyond that 40-yard line, you're in that 40 to, to – to, you're in that 50 Jim, to over, 55 yard. We overreacting a little bit here, man. Listen, we you, all. You think so? Yeah, 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 yeah. You let, think let, so? Yes, man. Listen, Greg Zerline for all. And listen, I'm all cool with bringing in a, a, another kicker next year. But Greg Zerline's, his, his problem has been extra points. When it's come to actual kicking and big kicks, he's been fine with the big kicks. Like, Greg Zerline's something like 14 for 15 in the fourth quarter and go-ahead field goals, he hasn't missed one in the fourth quarter to tie or win the game. So I'm, you said big kicks. That's the only reason why I'm saying, wait a minute, I think we're overreacting here because he's made big kicks in the fourth quarter. And this is not me capping for Greg. It's just that extra points I feel squirmy about. But fourth down, continue to do what you do on fourth down. They're aggressive in general. We get the fourth and one and we on the 35. You think we kicking it, bro? Yeah, nah, no, I think they're gonna. You they know gonna go I, for I just it. look like I, I just want them to. I, I want I want Dallas to stay aggressive, man. In the beginning of the season, they're man, not we gonna switch up who they we are. We're aggressive. We still I are. Just, I just want them to stay aggressive. Yeah, I, I, I hope so, man. And 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 I appreciate you, Scott, man. Uh, you keep doing what you're doing, man. And I love the show, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Phone lines yes, is popping. Phone lines are popping today. So here's what I'm gonna do because I want to get to y'all. I promise I do. We got heavy hitters, man. We got Marcus on the line. B Bird next. Got Reek, Faye, O'Head, all on the line. So set it off, Chris. Man, y'all up in here. So here's what I'm going to do real quick. I'm going to segue a little bit into what he talked about, which was containing Kyler Murray. So I want to get into some of the keys to the game. And the number one key, not number one, this isn't in any order. Just one of the keys to the game is containing the off-script plays. Uh, Kyler Murray may be the best in the league, maybe outside of, of, of Russell Wilson, but I'll, I'll put him right up there with him. In off-script plays, meaning the play breaks down or if he has to scramble outside the pocket, he's not really looking to run all the time nowadays. He's looking to make a play, and he does usually make a play. He makes big plays. No more DeAndre Hopkins, though, so that could come back to bite him if he tries to do that, but we, we've seen Rondell Moore get open deep. We've seen Christian Kirk get open deep on these scramble plays. And sometimes that gets him in trouble, too. We talked about this yesterday. I was going to bring up some examples, but when he's drifting or when he's trying to make these plays, sometimes that he'll take a sack that's an 18-yard sack. So if you can capitalize and contain these off-script plays, I think you have a massive chance to not only contain their offense, but possibly shut it down. Um, his design running ability, we know, is a weapon. Right? We know that's a weapon in of itself, but he hasn't really been doing a ton of that. It's those off-script plays where he makes uh, the big chunk plays. Now, he can be Lamar Jackson. right? He can be Lamar, and, and he can run it. We've seen it last week against Indianapolis where he had that 57-yard run, and that was a design run. However, his design rushing yards are way down. He hasn't had more than 20 yards designed rushing yards in a game this year aside from last week on that 57-yard scramble. 
And according to people over in Arizona, this is on purpose. He's trying to save his legs, I guess, and, and become more of a passing quarterback. So if Dallas can keep him as, hey, be a passing quarterback, I think they'll have a better opportunity to shut this run game down. With that said, though, he has three games over 30 scramble yards, and he's found big plays on the move. So I don't want to confuse you. Design runs, he hasn't been doing a ton of that this year. But he does scramble, and those in those off-script plays, he's either getting a big play or he's converting first downs or scrambling for a 10-plus yard gain. So key number one here of the three keys is to contain those off-script plays. If you do that, I think Kyler Murray becomes panicky, especially with this pass rush. All right, I got B-Bird on the horn. What's up, OG? Hey, what's up, Scott, man? What's, how you been doing, bro? I'm good, man. Just just trying to end this New Year's on a good note with some good people. Well, I appreciate the, your, your broadcast, man. I went to Austin the other day because um, my uh, brother-in-law uh, copped my son a PS5. So, uh, you know, those things it, are hard to hey, get. It's so worth I had to ride traveling down and go pick it up. <laughs> it's worth traveling for. <laughs> Yeah, like so we went down there and visited with them for a little bit. He came back. I was able to listen to your show. Awesome. Uh, running back, the running back squad. Yes, sir. So, um, I, got, I was on the phone just thinking about uh, Greg Zerline listening to you, but I got a theory I kick around to you on, on why field goal kicking is uh, kind of going down a little bit. Sure. I think it has to do I think, I think it has to do with the extra points. Um, when I played ball, I never played basketball like normal district, you know, just at the court or whatever, but I was a shooter. And I think you are too. I hear you say this, use this often. I think when field goal kickers used to miss back in the day, okay, yeah, you miss, miss a couple of field goals. But those extra points, just seeing it going through, helped them out a lot, helped their confidence mm, out a lot. That's a good point. So now, when, so now when they miss a field goal, they don't have a chip shot just to go see it go through. And I tell my son this all the time. I said, the thing you don't want to do with Steph Curry, if he's missing from the three, don't foul him. Because yeah. all he needs to do is see the ball go through. Now you've got a problem because it's a confidence thing. And they never get a chance to get their confidence back because they used to have the 17-yard extra point and just feel good about something. But they just don't, they don't, they don't have that anymore, so it just kind of compounds at this point in time. That, that is an excellent observation, and, and you're right. You know, putting this, the extra points back at 35 yards as opposed to kicking, where they used to kick from? Uh, the five, two and a half. Two? It was still the two? It was two and a oh half. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. that was a gimme. Uh, so, yeah, the gimme. You know, that's a massive difference. And as we're seeing now, especially in certain terrains and certain areas, weather can be a factor on those 35-yard field goals. So that's a good point. And I always say, like you said, sometimes you just need to see the ball go in. You know, I might have missed a a 40-yarder, but if I go knock this chip shot 17-yarder in, all right, cool, I'm good. My motion is fine. I got this back on track. Let me go knock this 50-yarder in. But, yeah, great point. Uh, Zerline misses a a lot of extra points this year, but – if you really look at his fourth quarters, he hasn't missed a lot of field goals there. He missed one in the fourth quarter. So, man. Well, what, what, what he is and the reason why I'm going to stay on his bandwagon, he's clutch. So when we need him the most, he's there. And I'd rather, I'd rather a guy that's going to hit it in the fourth when we need it than hit it in the first and the third. And when we don't, I didn't say we don't need those. But I'm saying there's more, you know, when we're down, you know, 21 or, you know, 22, he got to hit the field goal. And he's been clutching that situation no matter where he's hit from. So, no matter where he's been, I, I'll too. I'll just take that. Yeah. You know. So, so the next 
the next thing, uh, you had something to say after that, brother? Oh, no, I was, I'm just looking at his, his stats here. Greg Zerline, just real quick yeah. before you move on. The last uh-huh. one, two, three, four, five games. Three for three, two for three, two for two, four for four, three for three. You know, I mean, yeah. let's we, – we got a solid enough kicker. Yeah. So, the the thing I would say uh, about our defense is I just I, – I, we, we had some things that happened to us early on with Demarcus Lawrence being hurt, coming back, uh, Randy Gregory being out, coming back, and um, – uh, what's our uh, Gallimore being out coming back? So they bring back talent, but they also bring back fresh legs. Those guys are fresh, man. And so I don't know if they play the whole year if they're as fresh as they are right now. And so I think that that I think I may have uh, uh, did this in the chat before, but it's almost like we rested them like NBA players are resting, you know, for the long haul. We didn't do it on purpose. We did it because of necessity because they were injured. But the results are still the same. We got a guy, Demarcus Lawrence, that only played about three or four games. So if he was at his 15th or, you know, 13th or 14th game right now, he might not have the same kind of energy that he has right now. Well, well, here's, here's the beautiful thing about having the depth and what Dan Quinn has been doing, whether Randy was playing or not, or, or D-Law was playing or not. These guys, they have a number. They have a set number that they don't want these guys to go over so they can be exactly what you said, fresh for the game and fresh down the stretch. I mean, look at Dorrance Armstrong. Look at look at Terrell Basham. Look at Mike Grant. He's young. Uh, these guys aren't tiring out because they're fresh. Now, when the defensive tackle room got compromised, no Neville, no Urban, no uh, Tristan, those guys, you notice their production started to drop just a little bit because there wasn't enough depth. But these guys, they don't want them to play more than 40 snaps. And if you go look across the, the, the league and their snaps per game, he does a great job keeping them in that 30 to 36 snap range so they can be fresh. And that's the beauty of having depth because uh, once you get down into these playoffs, I don't think – here's what I said. The motor doesn't stop. No matter who comes in, they're fresh, they're ready to go, and you're going to get a, a 110% motor every snap. And that's scary because not a lot of teams can can say that. Yeah. So my, my last point, man, would be uh, I kind of heard something. I think you kind of may have said it also, but I was listening to the final word the other day, and I'm not going to – I know those guys not here to defend themselves, but they were saying that it was all in unanimous decision that Dan Quinn should stay here with the Cowboys, be, you know, continue to be defensive uh, coordinator. That's the most self-serving <laughs> statement ever. Uh, that's not going to happen. These guys are – like Dan Quinn is not going to continue on being uh, – because it's what we would want, right? It's what we in want. In a perfect world. Yeah. But the thing about it is it just don't make sense. This guy here wants to come back. He wants to win a championship. He wants to lead his team here. And what, what he's doing as a defense coordinator is rehabilitating his uh, his reputation around the league, showing what he can do. When his jobs come open, one that he really likes, uh, one that he's up for, he's going to take that. He's not going to be here next year. And, and and we got to understand that too, man. We can't be like, you know, everybody to stay in house. We could want that, but the uh, reality yeah. says something different, man. It's just like, yeah, I, I, to, to even say that to me is not even, you know, you're not even arguing from a, 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 a honest position to be yeah. totally honest with you, because here's the deal. You say you put yourself in that position. What would you do? Well, I would stay really, man. These guys got egos, man. And you don't think that that well, Super Bowl ego, uh, crushed his ego? Egos and and just to be real, he's going to get unless unless Jerry Jones opens up the checkbook, he's likely going to get paid way more money as a head coach than he will here unless Jerry decides to match that right. So now you're getting paid more money. You got a, an opportunity to run a team, and if that's still your goal to run a team, he's not going to turn that down. 
we don't really know yeah. what Dan Quinn's goals are. As fans, all we can say is we want you to stay. But I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be contradicting. I'm not going to. I mean, I'm not going to say you should stay because it's the best thing for you to do. Let's be real. He's got yeah. family, right? Like that. And it's and the and best and thing and for and me. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's the best yeah. thing for if me. We, if we could, but it ain't if the best we could say me. it's the best thing for. If we could say it's the best thing for me, then it, that's honesty, right? But yeah. you, it's not the best thing for him. So, uh, but one thing I would add to man is that, and I'm, this is probably going to be a little controversial. Dan Quinn has been great. Turn the offense around. The safeties that came over. Um, one of the things I liked about the safeties coming over from Atlanta is that he knew them personally. He would not bring those guys over if he thought that they were going to be mediocre players. He knew that, yeah, our defense sucked when I was there, but these guys didn't. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But here's the go, – go on. No, I was going to say, yeah, he had individual success. I said that yesterday with Okoye. He, 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 there are certain players that played well with him, but as a unit, it didn't do that consecutively uh, over his tenure. Yeah, and so uh, – but here's the deal. And I know that if we had to keep one, and you said this, we'd rather keep Quinn. But the deal is, is that you got to remember that we don't have the same talent that we had, say, two years ago or a year ago. We got more talent all over the field. So if he does leave, the talent will still be here. So we just have to get someone else to come in. It won't be like it was, I think, in 2019 or 2020. It'll be a little bit different because I was talking to my son again yesterday. I said all our levels, secondary, we're tight. Linebackers. We're good enough, and defensive line, we're definitely tight. So what I'm saying is we don't have really a weak spot on his defense. And so if you get another coordinator in here, he's going to know that too. I'm in the middle on that one, B-Bird, because, yes, obviously, we love the talent here. Uh, but, but I got to give credit to Dan Quinn for getting the best out of some of these players. Carlos Watkins was nothing. Carlos Watkins is balling. Uh, J. Ron Curse, I love J. Ron Curse. I thought I think he could have went somewhere, got an opportunity, and been solid. But he got an opportunity in Detroit, and he was okay. He had he showed traits of some of the things he can do well, but he's a Pro Bowler under Dan Quinn. Um, Malik Hooker's finally healthy, and Malik Hooker's back to playing how he's playing. Anthony Brown is having a career year. Jordan Lewis is having a career year, um, and I love how he's putting his players in in the position to best succeed. I don't think we can we can just diminish that too much. I know you're not diminishing it, but it all depends who you bring in. Because if you bring in another guy well, named Mike Nolan, do you? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's that's going like way left, right? But you never know. You go out and you get a guy who can't reach these players like that or put them in be- those positions, then you may have a slight drop off. And I'm not saying it's going to be drastic, but you may have a slight drop off. I'm just. Yeah. But 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 suppose you get somebody that's. Uh, Pretty much under his tutelage at this point in time, um, that saw what he did and could do. And could, yeah, could Joe with and just just kind of continue on with what he did with the resting of the players, with the uh, you know playing man. He has the talent there now. We're talking about a, a better Diggs than he was last year. We're yeah. talking about a better Brown. These guys aren't going to regress. They're going to be the same. I'm not saying that he. Okay, I want to make it clear that I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to minimize what he did. Right. I'm saying that the talent that's, that's, that, that we have uh, accumulated is better than we've had in the last 20-something years. So it won't be a fall back to 2019. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, or 2020. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. It'll, it'll yeah, that's, go that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I do but like anyway, the, Scott, oh, go on. Go no, on I do go like on. the point that you put out with, with, with somebody in-house. Like if Joe Witt takes over, we talked about this yesterday, maybe he's not a, a player's coach, but if he can keep the same principles and rely more on like delegating – 
then, then maybe it can still work. Because Joe Witt did call a good – it's preseason, but I, I, I did notice that he called a solid game in preseason. But uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it'd be tough losing Dan Quinn, I'll be honest with you. And, and, and I'll say this before I leave, and the reason why I'm saying that is because it's probably going to happen, right, in the offseason. Sure. So, um, and, and I'm just saying that right now, if I look ahead, I don't think it's going to be that catastrophic. I think it'll be a, a drop-off. But, you know, off the cliff, no, because we have a talent in place now, and they know how to play the game, and they know how to win. They got some dogs out there, sure. brother. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm, I didn't took up enough of your time, brother. Good talking to you again, man. Hey, great, great call, B-Bird. Appreciate you, dog. Have a good new year. All right, brother. Yeah, you too, bro. <laughs> hey, Marcus said, hey, B-Bird, I want to talk too, sir. <laughs> you know what, Marcus? I was going to comment on some things, but let me get you up in here, Mark. What's up, brother Marcus? Bro. Bro. Man, tell B-Bird. B-Bird need to chill, man. He, I want to talk too. I got some stuff <laughs> I want to say. He almost needs to get what I want to say. I get caught up in some, there'll be some calls, man. You know me. I'm all, We always man, go I back did, and forth, yeah. I I absolutely bad, love B Bird. Old Head and B Bird, those are my dudes. B Bird B Bird is my uncle. Old Head is my granddaddy. I love them dudes. That's just wisdom. All that is is just that's wisdom. All that wisdom. I just sit there I say that facetiously, but man, I, I love listening to I can talk listen to them talk all day. Yeah. Just good old, old head next. Old head next, so yeah. stay tuned. I just I just wanted to say something, man, about the coaching staff. Like I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that He's like, like Mike McCarthy. You got to look at him like kind of like Greg Popovich now because mm. he was ahead of his time when it came to the load management thing. A lot of people are like, what are you doing? Why are you, these are your star players? They need to be playing minutes. And nobody understood what he was doing. And he was resting all these star guys. And like you said, with the depth, you know, he was able to still get quality production and allow his guys, his 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 top horses, to not have to be worn down so much when it came playoff time. And that's why when they used to have those playoff runs in San Antonio, they was just running circles around people with the energy and the, and the, and the, and the uh, cohesiveness. And I think that we, we really overlooked that. And that's never really been applied to football. It's always been about, hey, man, you got to get the reps, got to get the reps, you got to get the reps. Yeah. You got to get in football shape, football shape, football shape. And when you have quality depth, you know, you're able to actually do the load management. That's why when you see this playoff run, like I, I say going forward this, and it's going into the playoff run, this defense is only going to get burstier. They're only going to have more energy, and the energy is going to be more infectious. And the same thing with the with the offense. You know, offense is more execution, precision, nuance. And I think people are really missing the sight. And that's why the team is so complete, in my opinion, because, they're clicking at the right the, time. The perfect time. Because of a certain way. They're not overworked. They're not overworked on the offense and defensive side of the ball. Think about it. The defense, I mean, both sides haven't been fully healthy, but that's how it is across the league. However, the defense has the opportunity to, to get all of its players back at the start of the playoffs, if not this week. We don't know about Jordan Lewis yet coming back from the COVID list, but they're getting back Malik Cooker. They're getting back. Tristan Hill, and we hope that nobody else goes on COVID. And we've seen how this defense can operate when it ha- when it's been undermanned. Now you mean to tell me I'm going to get all my horses, and I'm going to go into the playoffs potentially, hopefully beating this Cardinals team and doing it in an impressive fashion? It, it, it's only exactly. going to give us more confidence and them more confidence, no matter who they play. Exactly, and see that's the thing. I was I was I was talking to a guy, uh, actually in the uh, Arizona community. And I was just telling him, I was like, listen, man, I said, 
he was start talking. He, he had put up a post of like all the people. Who, he put up that same post that you had where it showed all the people who did not practice. Yeah. And I, I really, I, I went right up under his comment. And I just, I put a violin emoji. He's like, "What's that mean?" Oh, I, I said, am. "Dude, nobody, nobody cares about nobody cares. your team being injured because that's what coaching is for. You me. coach your guys up. You draft well. Like it's all a, it's all a center. It's all about synergy. Like everybody has to be on the same page. The coaching staff." The, 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 the people that are in charge of personnel, everybody has to be in charge. Like if your team doesn't draft well, but you have a great coaching staff, and then all of a sudden you get hit by the injury bug, no level of coaching is going to help that. But when you have personnel and you have a good coaching staff and they're able to work together, you can, like the previous caller said before, you can actually have it where, say to where, you know, oh, you know, we had this big COVID outbreak at the beginning of the year. Oh, we had all these injuries in the beginning of the year, but we got a guy that's actually been coached up and you have good rooms, like good wide receiver rooms, good offensive lineman rooms, so on and so forth, you can still get production, not the same as when you got all your horses, but you can still get suitable production. That's why I say I don't think this coaching staff or this personnel uh, department has gotten enough credit this year. The depth is, is like I've never seen depth like this, even in the 90s. I didn't see depth because we had superstars. We didn't have a whole lot of depth. We had superstars in the 90s. Now we have depth, and we have our horses. And, so, and, and that's why I, mean, I got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff is is because they've right. taken players like I said, Carlos Watkins, J. Ron Curtis, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, who who haven't had career years or haven't been all that great in the league, and they've they've been awesome for the Cowboys. So that, that's a big hat tip to Dan Quinn, man. And again, man, I just like I said, I, that's pretty much all I got. I just wanted to give a, a, a shout out to the coaching staff because, like I said, they don't get enough credit. Everybody want to push Mike McCarthy off a bridge, which I don't understand. This man is has us undefeated in December. When is the last time that's happened? Well, oh, we've been hell. undefeated in December. Yeah, man. That that used to be the that used to be the month that every Cowboys fan dreaded because it was like yeah. Tony Romo under Tony Romo. Like, oh man, something about to happen. Something about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, Something about right. to happen, and it always did happen in December. And I'm like, now we are undefeated in December, getting hot, getting out. We still don't have all our horses back. That's the scariest part, Cowboy Nation. We don't have all our horses back yet. We still don't have everybody back yet. Just wow. let that sink in. But that's all I got, man. All right, Marcus, man. Listen, you have a great New Year's, and we're going to bring this thing in right. All right, brother? Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm looking for somebody to uh, – Ride shotgun with me to the uh, Super Bowl parade. Hey. I got my wife so far. Oh, I'll be down she's here. A Texans fan, but she said she's gonna ride with me. And tell she's a Texans fan, but she said she's gonna ride with me when when we win this uh, number six. I tell you so, right now. You know. I tell you right now. I'm gonna be out of commission for a couple days after that that Super Bowl parade. Hopefully, I ain't bro. in no jail cell somewhere. I'm just saying, you know. Or or I'm gonna or be laid most, out some somewhere. At bro, the I'm gonna be the most. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna be the most unbearable Cowboys fan for the next Ooh. ten years. Let me just calm down. Let me let me just, let me just calm down and focus back on these Cardinals, man. Appreciate you, Marcus, as always, oh, man. All right, all right, bro. Hey, if that guy wants to call in or, or, or wants to comment and talk about uh, 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 injuries and things like that, and I know y'all hate Stephen A. Smith, but this thing is funny to me. This is what I'm gonna tell him. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. We don't care, Jerry. One more time, one more time. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you, <laughs> we don't care. Jerry. We don't care. Nobody cared when the Dallas Cowboys had COVID situations. Nobody cared when we had guys out on the injury reserve and things. I don't, I have no sympathy. None. It's gone. 
These national talking media heads don't like to bring it up, so why should I bring it up? I don't care if he hops out. I don't care if James Conner's banged up. I don't, I don't care, Arizona Cardinal fan. Remember the Panthers guy? He came on here and he started, oh, well, we didn't have, and, and I hit him with the violin. Please, Arizona Cardinal fan, if, you know, after the game, come back on here. I'm going to hit you with the same violin. I don't care. Everybody has injuries. Us, we can talk about our injuries. But I'm not going to use that when talking to a fan of an opposing team because I know how that can get. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I did say oh here was next, right? So let me get into my key number two for the game, uh, for, for, the, for the Cardinals matchup before I get to oh here. Key number two, win in the red zone. The last three weeks, the Cardinals have been pretty damn bad in the red zone on offense. If you go look at their statistics overall, you'd be like, oh, not too bad. I think they're top 12 in the league, something like that. But the last three weeks, they've been fifth worst in converting in the red zone. And that's against the terrible Detroit Lions in one of those games. They've dialed back. Murray's running ability down there for whatever reason. So he's had to try to win with his arm and he hasn't. And this is an offense that I think is going to move the ball, even against the Dallas Cowboys. They'll probably move the ball between the twenties that, you know, with Murray being able to pick up easy first downs, quick screens, things like that. They'll move the rock. But if you can get, get them in that green slash red zone area and you can clamp down and tighten up, I think you have a chance again to blow these boys out. And, and, and I'm just being real. I've watched, I mean, I didn't watch every snap, but I went back and looked and they've struggled in the red zone. It is what it is. You don't want them to get out of that slump against you. So when in the red zone on defense and then on offense at home, continue to be what you are down there. And that's the number one red zone offense at home. The Cardinals aren't some clamp down defense down there. They're not really, they don't have big, Big guys, or I mean Jordan Jordan Phillips, yeah, but they don't. They're not really known to stop the run. They're they're a physical, fast, athletic defense, but they're not a big brute defense. So they're middle of the pack down there on defense side of the ball. So continue to do what you do down there. Get some more pulls, play action under center. Use your tight end, and if all else fails, throw it up to thirteen. Get number nineteen involved down there, and I think the Cowboys can own the red zone as they've been doing at an what, 82% clip at home? I mean, just, that's amazing. That's ridiculous. So, win the red zone is my second key to victory, both offense and defense. Cardinals been struggling down there offensively. You've been great down there offensively. Keep it that way, and I think you can walk away with a victory. Do we have Cardinal fans in here? If we do, shout out to you guys. You know, I appreciate y'all being here, but y'all know how... (laughs) Y'all know what I say. Every time opposing fans come in here and they get to going crazy in the chat, y'all usually take care of that for me. So uh, I'm not sure if we got some Cardinal fans up in here, but uh, salute to you. Professor O says, Cardinals have allowed the third most explosive runs in the league this year, but 75% of the touchdowns given up are through the air. Run until the red zone, then pass to score. Um, They, are, they have not been that great on the ground, Professor O, defensively defending the run. So, I just want them to continue to be efficiently balanced. 
I don't want this to be I don't want the Cowboys to turn into a one-dimensional team between the 20s. You become easier to stop. I just want to I want them to continue to be efficiently balanced. There's many ways to skin the cat. I'm not I'm not one of those just run the damn ball or just throw the ball. I'm just be efficient doing both. That's me. Just just be efficient doing both. I don't care how you get it done. Just be efficient doing both. Don't don't revert to the things you were doing on the road. You're at home. You can be a little bit more. You can mix it up a little bit more. You don't got to play tight like they do on the road. You know what I mean? All right, man. We got old head. What's up, old head? Welcome to the show. Uh, final show hey, of 2021. Good, good, good morning, Mr. Skywalker. I, I really enjoyed listening to you and Mr. Acoy yesterday. Uh, I just wanted you to know y'all did a fine job on that uh, collaboration. Uh, I think you should do that more often and uh, I really appreciated your show yesterday. Uh, even if we didn't get to talk to you, I'd love to speak to Mr. Acoy sometimes. Sounds like he needs to be part of our offensive uh, coaching staff. Uh, uh, anyway, <clears throat> and I, I did send you a couple of voices in my email. I don't know I'll go check that if out. you got them or not. Hold on, just, though. Just, just for fun, I, since you're a Philly guy, I tried some Rocky on you, but oh, you did I, haven't just perfected my, I haven't perfected my sliced alone yet. So, hey. One one quick thing before we talk about just go ahead. this this week, and this is short, but if Darren Woodson doesn't get into the Hall of Fame this year, again, the Cowboys bend over and grease them up because they're going to get screwed. Um, that's just, you know, Darren Woodson, yes, was he was not part of the, 90, the 92 Super Bowl, but he was a rookie on that 93 team and then later became the original big nickel guy. You know, fast, big linebacker that Jimmy Johnson turned into a safety and gave him, you know, 12 years. And if he could have stayed healthy, probably could have played 15. But if any sports writer is listening, if you're not out there drumming, you know, hitting, banging the drum and playing in the cymbals for Darren Woodson to get to the Hall of Fame, uh, you're not a you're not a true cowboy writer because Woody, uh, you know, from that team. There's a lot of guys that should be in the Hall of Fame, but Woodson to me is the uh, the next logical 100%. choice. Um, he's he's he is the you know he was Palomalu before Palomalu. Uh, only Jimmy didn't let him freelance like Troy. Uh, they let let that Palomalu run all over the field, and yeah. and Darren just stayed stayed where he was. Anyway, um, I think our, our key because keep in mind the thing that about Cotter Murray being uh, Allen, you know, Allen High School and OU and all that. He is undefeated at AT&T. He is. And he, and he thinks, and that's that's his thing, you know. And he's he's turned in, a lot of people didn't give him any credit that coming out, he was too little. Um, they forgot the fact that he had a, a, a major league baseball caliber arm, you know, that got him drafted there. And he's got, still got burner speed. So he may be a little smurf kind of guy, but he can, you know, he can get, get loose. And that's this year we have the speed from both ends. Plus we've got uh, Micah that can come at you from 14 different directions and can either flush him or can, can spy on him anywhere they need to. So I don't know if you waste Micah as a spy or if you go ahead and, and, and blast him up the middle and, and intentionally flush uh, Kyler to one way or the other. I think maybe or Rand, maybe we mix Randy's it up a little bit. Oh, I definitely, 
definitely. But that's that leads my, my main point is, you know, everybody's saying, well, Dan Quinn turned down the opportunity to speak to Jaguar. Well, for now he turned it down. But I think the way that the coaching, the head coaching trend is right now, most of the league, with the exception of a Belichick, who has a good offensive coordinator and – Oh, there was another guy that has a, a good offensive coordinator who is a defensive-minded coach. Most of your head coaches are offensive guys now. And Dan Quinn's been there, done that, and I think he sees the opportunity to spend a few years in Dallas. It's not about money because Jerry is going to write the check. This is This is the first time. Nobody criticizes Jerry Jones more than I do about keeping his nose out of the way. Uh, you know, write the checks and shut up. But you can't tell a billionaire that that owns the team. Uh, with Jerry, he thinks he's as smart as a lot of the coaches that came along, and that's that's the problem that's existed over the last 25 years. And they're just now admitting that him, he and Jerry getting crossways cost them several Lombardis in our opinion. But Jerry has the checkbook. He can keep Dan Quinn very happy financially. Uh, yeah. They're talking. There's there's only a difference right now of about ten percent of what Quinn is making and what he would make as a as a. As I think a, it'll. I uh, think it comes down to what Dan Quinn wants. If Dan Quinn wants to be a head coach, he's going to be a head coach. If Dan Quinn doesn't, then I think he there's no better place to be than Dallas. Well, and one more thing, if you remember, <clears throat> and here I am talking about the old cow, not the old Cowboys, but the, the middle Cowboys, the Jimmy Johnson <laughs> Cowboys. People started, uh, after Jimmy and, and the guys started having success, you know, you began to see all of those guys gravitate, and they wanted to come play for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, that's how we picked up, you know, uh, Bernie Kosar, um, uh, Rodney Pete. We had all these terrific backup quarterbacks at the end of their career. They were coming down here because they knew they were going to get a ring. They might get a snap or two. You know, Bernie winds up throwing a touchdown pass against San Francisco, uh, but the main thing is he got his chance to get a ring after all those years in Cleveland. Same with Rodney in Detroit. And you had people like Scott Case, you know, who came over from Atlanta after 12 years uh, who they put in at safety. And if you remember what he did against the Steelers in Super Bowl 30, you know, there's a lot of wide receivers who are still, their ears are still ringing after all these years for what Scott Case did to them you know, when they came across the middle and they, they stopped throwing across the middle. But anyway, the main thing I'm saying is that Dan Quinn is that is. magnet. Dan Quinn is starting to attract okay. good players like he did with the guys from Atlanta. And when they see what he's doing with these new innovative defenses, um, I think our depth situation, the way you beat COVID is with the depth. And uh, I hate to be a bearer of ill will or bad news, but I will every mute time you, you I will mute handle, you, old head. No, 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 no. Don't, no, no, please don't. I'm just saying that the Cowboys are combating COVID uh, with their depth okay. and with <laughs> and trying to get the guys healthy. I'm a I'm a big don't hesitate vaccinate guy. There's a lot of people that'll disagree with me, but. You know, stop thinking you're smarter than the damn doctors okay. and get the yeah, shot. We ain't we ain't going there. We're not going there, O'Hib. So we gonna end the okay, call on that I'm note, right, saying, I'm just I'm just saying that we're gonna, you know, COVID may be with us in one variant or another for quite some time. 
I don't think we're going to get rid of it. It may gotcha, turn into gotcha. a one What you got in closing? And get to, you got 10 seconds in closing, man. I just say keep keep Dan Quinn and get Darren Woodson into the Hall of Fame. Indeed. You have a wonderful, happy new year, my brother. Marcus, I love you, man. If I got to have a grandson, I want one that should be in a, pul- in a pulpit. Stephen White, burn one for me, brother, <laughs> and talk to you later and have a great, a great New Year's, and we will catch you on the flip side. You as well, man. Day. I will see you next year, brother. No, 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 no. You're not doing that. Uh, he said <laughs> the Derry Jones impression was damn good, actually. I might pull that. But he, he, this is how you know he was really Jerry in that one. He called a Koye <laughs> a Koye. <laughs> His name ain't a Koye over here. His name ain't a Koye. Hey, Miss Charlene, I, I wasn't going to mute him. But y'all know, I'm not going to say the word, because last time I said this word, he already cussed me the hell out. But every time he goes down that line of, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news or be negative, and then starts talking about injuries, God dang it, it happens. So I wasn't putting that out in the air. Just wasn't going to do it. Other than that, he is cool. He is his usual old himself. So appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Hey, Coy. Man, that's funny. <laughs> all right, man. We freight train too. Um, all right, let me get set it off. Man, y'all been holding me. I, no matter of fact, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was Reek was next. Set it off fresh. Just hold tight. I want to get through y'all too, because these are some heavy hitters calling in here on the last show of the year. And then after Reek, I'm gonna get to my third one and we just gonna rock out with the phone line. So y'all got a few more minutes to get up in here. Uh wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get you back, Reek. All right, I got you. What's up, Reek? What's going on, Scott? Cowboy Nation, stand up, man. This is our year, man. We ain't looking back, man. All them bad years, we ain't looking back no more, man. We looking forward. Let's go get it. Um, Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff for Sky. Donate if you can. If you can't, just hit that like button. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing. Uh, all I got to say is, man, my, my thing is this, man. Uh, Mr. My thing we is on this. A, we, 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 we trending up. Wow. And that's 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 all I've been wanting to see out of this team is uh, when are we going to turn that corner. And I really believe this is, if we're going to win this year, this is the year to win because uh, we got a lot of aspiring contracts. Our people got to get paid. Um, and we don't know what's, what's the deal with the uh, coaching staff. So as long as we got this tight-knitted group, this family right now, let's do what we got to do and go pull this thing out, man. Uh I'm liking what I seen last week from these guys, the uh, physicalness on all three phases. And that's that's what we need to go 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 do what we gotta do, handle our business, uh put our hard hats on and go ahead and handle business in these playoffs, man. Because these teams ain't gonna be playing with us and we, we already know what it takes, you know what I'm saying? Every possession counts, everything counts, man. And like you've been saying, we have to be efficient on all phases, you know what I'm saying? And I'm happy that I've been seeing Dak looks healthy again. Zeke looks a little bit better. Like they look, they looking like they ready. You know what I'm saying? And my whole thing is like this: I never doubted Dak. You know what I mean? I never doubted the man. You know, he just played through some stuff. You know, yeah. on and off the field, and he's our leader. And I really believe that Jerry. We got to give Jerry and Stephen Jones, the Jones family, they credit because they put something together. That's looking like something. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put the cop before the horse. My whole thing is 
let's let's just be uh, physical all the way through, man. Let's do what yeah. we got to do. Uh, I don't know when this dude Blake Drummond come back. I pray he's back before these playoffs start because we definitely going to need him. I think he'll be back. Because we're going to have to switch it up. That's what I'm saying. I'm just hoping that he's back because so, we can do all kinds of different packages. We can't just be one-dimensional like you've been saying. And our defense, I'm not even worried about these dudes, man. As long as we ain't putting offense not just uh, kicking field goals, we scoring touchdowns, I'm not worried about our defense. I really believe our defense can hold the best the best of them. I think we can bump with the best of them, you know what I'm saying? Because they, our offense just got to score points. That's it. Score points. Score points, and the defense give us some turnovers, man. We can win this thing, man. I, I really believe it, man. Because every time that the Cowboys what I've seen in the 90s, every time the, the Cowboys won the Super Bowls, they had a defense. Well, you Perry, know what I mean? They had some star players. Yeah, they had well, star players in the right right positions. You know what I mean? Yeah, let me talk about that for a little bit, too, uh, after you get off the phone here, uh, Rick. Well, appreciate the call, good brother, yeah. man. Final words for the year. Uh, man, let's go win this thing, man. The quest, the, the quest of six, man. Let's go get this thing, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate the big guy. All right. Y'all be safe, man. You too. Yes, sir. Peace. You know, for years, we've been going into playoffs, and we've been saying, we just hope and need the defense to be okay. Just don't lose it for us, et cetera, et cetera. We've been going into the playoffs talking about the offense is is it. We need If the offense ain't on or if the quarterback ain't on, we got no hope. That's a completely different story. It's a completely different story this year. I'm kind of confident even if the offense isn't hitting in one game. I'm not saying all three or four games, but in one game, it's kind of tough. It's a little rough. It's gritty and ugly. Your defense is, can still pull this out for you. Um, and if you go look at some of the great quarterbacks that have Super Bowls right now, I don't know when it became cool to be like, you know what? Every other quarterback can have help and can have a complimentary asset to their team, be it defense, special teams, coaching, except Dallas. D- Dallas is not allowed to have a good special teams or a head coach or, or defense. That quarterback got to win the Super Bowl. And then if they do win games in the regular season, they're not allowed to get credit because they got help. But every other quarterback, no one talks about their help. I mean, I used to have this argument for years. I mean, I had data. I had I had so much stuff to, to just thwart this ridiculous thing that quarterbacks do it by themselves. Or one unit, specifically offense, really. What, the offense does it by itself. That's just not true. Tom Brady has seven rings, and probably five of them is because he got a goddamn defense that helped him out. And that's cool. That's no knock on Tom. Tom still had to make plays. Aaron Rodgers got a Super Bowl ring because he had the second best defense in the NFL in 2010. Russell Wilson, all-time defense. Well, these are the quarterbacks that everyone loves to say they, oh, well, he did it, you know. Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, do we got to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers defenses in the 2000s? They were, one of them was historic. The other one was top in the league at that time. So I'm not hearing none of this well, he has to do it, and if he does do it with the help, he gets no credit because that's really what people do with, with this team and this quarterback and this offense. Give me the defense we got coming into this playoffs, and I don't care how the hell it gets done. Uh, there was a couple donations that I missed, but I got one right here. 
So I'll find you. Super check. My guy TC915 says, be safe, drink responsibly, and smash the Cardinals. Indeed. Another one from me says, love you all, fam. Happy New Year's. Go Cowboys. If you're out, TC915, appreciate you being here all year, man. You've been great. And uh, I will catch you on Sunday. I will catch you on Sunday. And I noticed somebody in the chat was a, a Kyler Murray was in the chat. Is he still here? It's pretty damn funny. All right, man. Let me get to my third one. I got to set it off, Chris. Fresh fade, D-shift. Hold tight, y'all. I appreciate y'all. I want to hear what y'all got to say. I just want to get to my final point, and we can rock out with these phone lines. Number three on my keys to victory. The first two contain the off-script plays. We know Kyler can make a ton of them. When in the red zone on both sides of the ball, the Cardinals' offense has been struggling. Their third or the fifth worst in the last three weeks. The Cowboys are excellent at home. And my third and final key is burn the blitz. My guy Seth Rollins in WWE, he has a, his intro theme. Burn it down. That's what the Cowboys need to do. Burn the blitz. The Cardinals blitz more than all but two teams in the NFL. They're the third highest blitz rate at 38%, and the league average is 26.5%. So think about that for a second. This per PFF, my guy in PFF gave me this statistic. They are blitzing 12% higher than the league average, and they're top 10 in sacks right now with 39. So, And they send them from all over the place. Isaiah Simmons and Jordan Hicks are sent the most, 51 and 40 times respectively. But Buda Baker comes a lot. And Buda Baker is real tough because he's faster than all those guys, or quicker, I should say, on the field than all those guys. And he's usually unaccounted for because he's coming from uh, the side or he's coming from the slot, things like that. So Buda Baker can be a sneaky blitzer, and he can be a sneaky blitzer in the run game too. But he's been blitzed 28 times so far by the Cardinals, which is by far and away the most on the team. With that said, we know Dak Prescott has been really damn good against the Blitz. He has the most touchdowns in the league against the Blitz by like seven or six, something like that. So I just, if if the Cowboys can continue to burn the Blitz and especially burn the Blitz against this team, against an offense who's been struggling to score points of late, I think that also helps them win this game. So my top three or three keys to victory contain the off-script plays, winning the red zone, and burn the blitz. And that's why I have Dak Prescott there because he's been doing that for the most part, especially in the red zone when you try to come get him. Um, but if you can stay in front of the chains, then their blitz has become easier to, to kind of see coming, if that makes sense. And you're not necessarily too worried about it because you're at third and two or you're at second and four or something like that. But if you get behind the chains, you're at third and eight, you're third and 12 or something like that. Now you got to... You got to get these routes to develop across the field or across the first down marker. That takes a few seconds, and the blitz can get there. You got Chandler Jones. You got Isaiah Hicks, who has four sacks, and Buda Baker. So they got weapons that they can send on this blitz if you put yourself in a a bad situation. So stay ahead of the chains and continue to burn the blitz. Did you like that? Burn it down. I see you, Mark. All right, man, let me get to my guy, Set It Off Chris, man. What's up, Set It Off Chris? What's going on, Scott, man? Great points as always, man. Listen, um, notice the last show of the year, man. So, number of peace and blessings to you and your entire family, man. And the well. entire 
uh, A to Z sports family and the Skywalker still in the morning family. And that's dope, man. You've been uh, doing an amazing job, man. Thank but, you. But, uh, man, I can only echo, man, what everyone has said, you know, just so profoundly. You know, love B Bird with his just keeping it like tight because nobody wants to get super excited about this thing just yet, man. But I've been past excited, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I was talking to uh, talking to Brandon. I, I saw you kind of you got you got to get one more game on him to get to this bread for this championship. It's tough. But uh, I really wanted to look at you know how this D line or this defense matches up to that 91-92, the first two bowl that 92-93 team. And like you said, it's all in ways. And keeping everybody under 25 to 40 snaps, I think, is the key. Uh, hate losing Justin Hamilton, but having Tristan, Tristan get back and be able to play kind of gets you in that rotation with that eight-man deep defensive line. And we're not even talking as much about um, the offense. I think he just came up uh, the other day, or I think you just said it a few minutes ago, this is the first time you get your offensive line intact in whole yeah. playing together all year. All year. Your and starting line, yeah. That, that, that's huge, bro. That's what we were talking about all year. Hey, the strength of this team would be this offensive line. We would go as this offensive line went. And it's been to the point that you've got seven guys who can play. Seven guys who can play in the offensive line. So you take you take Tyron out of the bubble wrap, you get him get him ready for this you know, the six game run. And, and I really want uh, the Eagles to win so that game at the end of the season means something because there's nothing sweeter in this world than Eagles' tears as they cry. I mean, they're like the honeydew, you know, in the morning, watching their, their season get deteriorated by the Dallas Cowboys. So I want them to win. I am cheering for the Philadelphia the 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 the, the Louisville fan base to enjoy a win this weekend, so we can play the next weekend in a game that matters, and I get to watch them cry. Hey Chris, who do they play? I don't give a damn. <laughs> Whoever they play, just win. Okay. Don't give right. a damn. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't care. I just want them to win. Hey. I, I don't man. I just want them to win. And it means something, and they and we and they're in their building, and they're all hyped, and they're showing those stupid things. Dallas, we hate you, all that crap. And we walk in there, poke them out in their building, right, and make them like we did all of this (laughs) to have three first round draft picks. They weren't smart enough to write brick on my brick, and tank and get in position to be able to beat us. They they played to be in the playoffs. So I want to end their season. That's what the playoffs is about. Ending somebody's season. See what I'm saying? You get to get on a roll oh, for the I, next I, I, couple of weeks. I want to end their season on week 18. I, I don't even want them to get to the playoffs. Right, right. Yeah, but, I, want but, but I, I, want, I want to get on a roll of ending people's seasons. If I beat Arizona, I get one step closer to ending their season. Because they're not, you know, uh, in position to win their, you know, win their division. They'll be to the point maybe they may be a, a seven, a seven, uh, seven seed in the playoffs. But if Samson's gonna win their season's in jeopardy, I want to go around ending people's seasons, bro. That's my goal from for a, the next six weeks. From a football standpoint, I, I I want them to win. Well, I don't want them to win. Let me just say that straight up. I'm gonna be real with you. I hate them. I want them to lose every game. But if they do win. I would love for week 18 to see how that quarterback, that head coach, 
that offense and that team in general deals with the pressure because that's a must-win game. And they haven't had one of those, in my opinion, since, what, uh, Doug Peterson? Um, and I don't even think there was a must-win game till in, in regular season I'm talking about since Chip Kelly. I think Chip Kelly was the last time they did it because when Doug went to the play, oh no, week week eight, week eighteen, they did have to win, or week seventeen a couple years ago. But nonetheless, right, I don't right. think that Jalen Hurts. I want to see if he's up for the bright lights. I want to see it. Man, listen, bright lights, dim lights, no lights, stoplight. I don't care. Make it meaningful. The one thing that we as a fan base, these last couple of years when we've been the division winner and we've been head and shoulders above everybody else, we throttled down. I don't, man, I want to be all gas, no brakes. I want to roll through everyone with the intensity of six to seven games of us having to be in somebody's season. So if you play this week, which will be to the point, you get to play against uh Arizona, you get to catch them really, because no matter what happens, it's going to be an excuse. See, see, because this oh, week, see. if we win, oh, yeah, see, what I'm saying, they got excuses. But like Eric Thomas say, man, not Eric Thomas always say, man, no excuses, man. Ain't no excuses. Go out here, put who you got to put on the field, let's go. So from now until that, till that beautiful Sunday night when the clock strikes zero and we get this six-month out the way and we're going to be obnoxious for about a good six months, months all right? Months. That's what I want. Oh, six straight months. Oh, oh, hey, hey, listen, man. Six straight months of belligerence. Try six Just, years. I'm giving it a good. I'm, I'm I mean, it's been a long time. Right it's now. been a long time, bro. Let me tell you something right now. I tell all my Eagle friends, all my Eagle friends, y'all, I'm surprised. I'm shocked, really, that y'all aren't as belligerent and obnoxious about that one Super Bowl because it couldn't be me. It couldn't be me. Yeah, I would be yeah. super obnoxious for years because I don't know when they're gonna see another one. It's been thirty years, I think, around roughly since the Cowboys won one, uh, and for the Eagles, it was fifty. So I'm just telling you right now, I'm gonna be obnoxious for a long time. It's, but that's but I digress it off, Chris. I appreciate you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Hey man, I appreciate you more, man. Listen, man, love the show, man. Love the fan base, man. Love your following. Yo, Skywalker Steel family, man. Continue to subscribe to this brother. If you're not one of the subscribers, hey, man, that's kind of shame on you, man, because this brother puts out A1 content. Not sometime, not every now and then, every single daggum day. So Thank show you. him the love, show him some respect. Happy New Year to you, bro. And you know we're talking, to, we're talking 22, man. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you too, brother. I'll keep, I'm just saying. I tell y'all every dang day, it seemed like now. Let, let, <laughs> this 6 1. All right. <laughs> My friends going to hate me. Yeah. they going to hate me. All right, man. Let me get fresh in the building. What's up, fresh? Appreciate you holding, man. You've been on hold for a long time. D Shift, you as well. Freight, you as well. Uh, I want to hear from y'all, man, on this last show of the year. What's up, bro? Man, what's good, man? Hey, um, man. I just, uh, I took this uh, COVID booster shot, man. It's, oh. I see why some I see I see why some of these players are going out with non-disclosed illnesses. It's because of the freaking COVID booster shot. Yeah, you got that's you, why. You feeling un- you feeling it, man? <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, man, look, this. I was thinking back because I'm, I'm in Atlanta, and you know what I mean. I was listening to some of the Braves fans around the time they were uh, going on their run, and. 
they they had some PTSD. Well, I don't know who their coach was, but, yeah, but they had almost some PTSD. Like they had some of that. PTSD, <laughs> yeah, man. And it, and and at the time, I was just telling them like, look, man, something special is going on with this Braves team, and you can feel it, man. You can feel it based upon how the fans were cheering. You could feel it, feel it based upon how the players were just they were just closely knit. You could just it just felt different, man. It just hit, hit different. And I think at this point, it feels like that with Dallas, man. And, you know, for, for so many years, man, like I've been, you know, complaining about, you know, the, the fans as far as not cheering or like the, the actual brotherhood within the, the building not really get, not really feeling the love, man. But it's this year, I, it, I think, it, yeah, I think we're at a point now where I'm over the PTSJG. Over. I'm confident. Like I'm talking trash. You know, Eagles fans are saying, "Oh, we want to see y'all," and I'm like, "Okay, good, perfect. We want to see y'all too. You'll see us. We gate yeah. team, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't we gotta. See you know, too. it's coming. Yeah. So, hey man, another thing. I know this is completely going left or a different way. Um, I, I've been seeing some comments on Twitter about Diggs giving up yards oh, and Anthony Brown. No, listen. This is this is for the chat rooms, this is for you, Sky. Anytime anybody ever says that, ask them a simple question. Ask them how did the Cowboys lead the league in getting teams off the field on third down percentages on third downs if we're a bad secondary? It ain't nothing but haters, man. It's getting yeah, to the, it's, like... it's getting to the point now where I don't even want to talk debate with these people because they're the same Dak Prescott sucks people, right? Like, like if you want to talk about critiquing or things like that, somebody can get better at and all that, that's cool. We can talk that. But for you yeah. idiots, and I'm not mincing my words, who come on here or go on Twitter and say Dak Prescott sucks or Trayvon Diggs is overrated, you're an idiot. Like, I, it's, I don't know, I don't, or a hater. I don't know what else to call you. Because are you watching the same tape we're watching? Like, like listen, man, this is 2021. It is a passing league. Yards are going to be given up. Now, how important are those yards when they're given up? Touchdowns are going to be given up. It's going to happen. But when your cornerback gets 11 interceptions, probably going to end the year with like 13 of them things or more, that's yep. goofy. No, Trayvon goofy. Diggs is doing something that hasn't been done in 40 years. How the hell <laughs> is that overrated? Exactly, man. And, and I was having a conversation with somebody. It's just frustrating. Yeah, go ahead. yeah go, same go thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's cool. It's frustrating me too because I was just like, yo, if he's giving up so many yards, I mean, why don't they just keep attacking him to come back in the game? Or to, or why are Please. they? I mean, why are the Cowboys eleven and four? Please, like, do I mean, if yeah, I mean, I, I just want to keep seeing it. Yeah, man. So, I mean, like I said before, I mean, I know you know part of our job as Cowboys fans, or part of the duty as being a Cowboy fan, is fending off the haters. You gotta deal with them all the time but that's just some a quick jewel for you guys in the yeah. chat just in case anybody ever brings that up man just just sit back and just <laughs> listen to their response to listen to this one listen <laughs> to this one y'all i found out two stats that nobody give a damn about until cowboys yeah. players start doing good i found out about the garbage time stat never heard that one before oh never yeah. heard that until last year <laughs> and now i'm hearing about yards allowed from a cornerback being a this massive stat, I, have y'all ever heard about yo? Dion gave up da, 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 x amount of yards. Del Revis gave up x amount of yards. 
Uh, Jalen Ramsey gave up X amount. Of, where these stats only come out when the Dallas Cowboys players start doing well, and that's whack to me. Facts, facts. Last thing, man. Hey, man. Ocho, I don't know what his weird obsession is with the Cowboys. It's mm. it's an everyday thing. Every single day, they talk about the mm. Cowboys on this show. I mean, I, I forgot what I forgot what this show is even called. I don't even watch it anymore because I know it's gonna be some bullshit about the Cowboys. Um, and uh, and the score prediction. I'm, I'm predicting 41-17. Mm. Um, over the last over, over the last three games, the car the Cardinals punter has been sort of struggling with flipping the field, and I think that's one of the things that you know I appreciate about our punter. He's done such a good job with flipping the field that it's making it so much easier on our offense and our de- it's making it just easier all around. So I, I think because of his inability late as of late to really flip the field, I think we're going to put a 41 on him and. Yeah, 41-17, that's it. Um, other than that. <laughs> we dropped 40. Hey, 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 Fresh. Oh, my God. Yeah. If we drop 40 points on this defense, fam, I um, I might start my unbearableness. Like, seriously. This is a damn good defense. I mean, the, I mean, the Lions put up 30. Yeah, that game was so, – yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying, if yeah. we drop, I don't want to hear a single word from any of these. I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it no more, bro. I don't want to hear it. You better start respecting us. Oh, I mean, man. you should be respecting us now. But if you put up forty against the Cards, that yeah, it should be who can beat the Dallas Cowboys for the Super Bowl. It shouldn't be who can go to beat Lambeau Field and 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 the Packers. Yeah, man. All right, man. Everybody have a good and a safe, happy New Year. Don't do anything stupid. Um, drive safe, no DUIs, please. Oh, yeah. It's not worth yeah. it. Call it Uber, man. Um, but that's about it, man. All right, All right bro. bro. Appreciate the fresh. Ah, he right. Twitter be they, they, you know, a lot of people on Twitter bringing up this damn Trayvon Diggs stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's goofy. And half of these people don't watch the film. You know what I'm saying? They're not putting on all 22. They're regurgitating what they hear. And I think somebody in the chat said he, they blamed. PFF for highlighting yards given up over interceptions. And I think that's silly as well, if that's what PFF is doing. I tell people all the time, screw their grades. At first, I was like, there's certain positions I think it can be. Like, offensive line, I feel like that's not as difficult to grade because there's no, hey, what is your assignment on this play? It's, did he get beat? Did he not get beat? <laughs> um, I feel like it, I like offensive line grades to, to an extent. But I don't go by any of their grades because it's just somebody like me, and I'm not disrespecting anybody because my guy, John Owning, works for PFF. He's done a tremendous job even before he got there. So I actually respect what he has to say because I know what he's done. Uh, but but grades are subjective. Yards given. I mean, I don't really care, yo. I really don't care but about yards given up because the Cowboys, like he said, are 11-4. and four. The defense is number one on third downs. They're number one in EPA. DVOA, they're the number one team. So at any anal- analytics, not volume stat, analytic states this Cowboys defense and pass defense is a problem. And Trayvon Diggs is a part of that. He got your Cowboys the ball 11 times, 11 possessions. I'm sorry, nine, because he ran back two touchdowns. That's more valuable than giving up a 30-yard reception in the fourth quarter of a blowout. Miss me with that bull crap. D Schiff, what's up, brother? Man, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I'm tired of hearing tired of who's it, bro. the biggest threat to the Packers. 
Like I like I don't, I like I don't want to hear that anymore because like that's completely undermining the fact that this defense is the most threatening unit in the all of NFL. And it's the hottest unit. Say it it's again. the hottest unit Boom. in the NFL. Say, You're looking at say it again. Every Shane. and then what? But look. But look, because now they're starting to catch up a little bit, and they talk about the defensive line, right? And they talk about this wave. But they don't talk about the secondary the way they do, I feel. They're still not highlighting the fact that every starter has at least two interceptions. Who does that? We've gone through years where Byron Jones wouldn't get an interception. That was your best cornerback. Y'all want Byron Jones? Because yeah. he ain't give up yards. Listen, he you got. He ain't make him no game changer play. Facts. For the first time in, I think, since 2004 or something crazy like that, the Cowboys have five players with an interception. But they got they actually have six defenders in the backfield with an interception. So, you miss me with disrespecting yeah. this secondary. This secondary has been good, period. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like, because we always talk about moving the goalposts. Like, they have not gone back and acknowledged the fact that they picked Washington and the Giants. They These won't. same people – who are standing on they're, they're standing on ten toes and saying this guy. They're standing on all ten of their toes and they're saying these things. They're not acknowledging the fact of how wrong they were. They were, and we were saying we were beating the table. We we're saying, man, as soon as the defensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator comes in, he's going to actually put our players in position. He's going to have a he's going to actually play a defense that that matches the style of this personnel. You know, everything's coming together because we know if it's going to be a 4-3, a 3-4, we understand why they couldn't necessarily call it a 4-3 or 3-4 because it's not a traditional defense. No. Dan Quinn is, is cooking up something new here. Um, I mean, when you talk about – I mean, I'm, it's just – I don't know. You got, like, kind of an evolution in place of how, how you're supposed to play defense moving forward. Uh, I think Michael Irvin or somebody made a good point going back to Diggs was like, in a traditional and you know Dion style cornerback, yeah, it was you have to shut down players. But in today's NFL, the best comeback is to get picks. Yeah, you're going to give up yards. I mean, but think if, about if, it, Shiv. I give up. Think about it. In, in 2021, not only is it a passing league, the rules are designed to make it easier for wide receivers, right? Exactly. And so if if you can no longer because. We, we say this is a funny thing. We say it all the time, but they want to dismiss it with Trayvon Diggs. There really is no true lockdown corner. Well, hello, if there's no true lockdown corner, then give me the damn corner that can cover and get me 11 goddamn going interceptions. <laughs> what are we talking about here? We, 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 I mean, it, oh man, it just like, and to go for the Cardinals, right? To, to say that we need to be, oh, I'm concerned, oh. Y'all are talking about a resume that was built by a completely different team. Y'all scared of the resume uh, that they did in the beginning of the year. But y'all got to understand, this DeAndre Hopkins is a huge loss. Huge loss. I think I just looked up like seven or seven or eight games. You know, he had eight touchdowns. He was a viable red zone threat. And we talk about this all the time with Cooper and Lamb. You know, these guys are – it's not just the stat sheet. It's the ability to get your third, fourth, fifth guy stats put up. It's that threat. So when you present that threat on the field, suddenly as the number two, three receiver, we've had too many receivers come through that's been able to eat and benefit off the fact that they had alphas around them. Yeah, I, I said Hopkins this about DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think he is their version of Amari Cooper, meaning when Amari Cooper is in the lineup, he helps open things up for everybody mm -hmm. else. It is clear as day if you go watch the tape with, with the Cardinals 
their passing offense is completely different. They've become extremely reliant on being a horizontal line of scrimmage offense and working the short game because they can't get deep. A.J. Green, his most of his targets are only deep because they throw it up to A.J. Green. When DeAndre Hopkins was there, he could do a lot more seven routes, deep post routes, skinny post routes, and obviously the fades. Now it's a little easier to guard A.J. Green if you got a safety over top because you're not worried about DeAndre Hopkins. So you can't dedicate, you know, somebody Hop- over there. So Because yeah. when, Hop- when Hopkins was healthy and playing, weren't they talking about, oh, is there a resurgence for A.J. Green? Weren't yep. they talking about that? Yep. And not so much anymore. And why is that? Because they don't they don't have this guy. Their defense they they were they been like that's the thing about us and the other these other teams. If they lose one of their top guys, they done. They done. I'm not saying that we. I don't want no injuries. I'm glad that our our season is is kind of like this because we're we're playing two opponents who they really. So I can't be threatened by the Cardinals. Like, I get it, Kyler Murray's fast, cool, but he's been stopped already this year by, by numerous and, and lesser opponents. So I, I'm just not threatened by the Cardinals. I'm not threatened by the Eagles at all. Like, I just think the way we're going to play these next two weeks, we're going to continue to to have these rotations coming in. Um, I would personally try to keep Tyron Smith on bubble wrap as, as much as possible. I don't need to see him until the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to um, play, though. Yeah. I mean, I want that one seed. I want that one seed, and yeah, I mean, let let him get get warmed up. I, I definitely don't want him coming coming rusty either, because we we know how that that can kind of play out as well. Sure. But man, uh, I, I show was about, I, I was just hitting me about the Bucks, like like they troll, they troll. Like you know, my boy, uh, what's that? Damian Woody and Acho were debating. Uh, the little Acho or big Acho, the uh, the Sam, less, Sam, the, less the known brother. Acho. Yeah. Yeah, Sacho. Um. So he's sitting up there, and of course, oh yeah, you have to say the biggest threat is going to be the Bucks because they did it last year. They're the team with the quarterback, and they they got the shirt last year. I'm like, bro, like if that like every year we come in, y'all so called experts, y'all always when y'all play pick y'all's playoff picture, y'all pick the same teams who made the playoffs, knowing good and well half of those teams ain't gonna be there. Knowing good and well half those seasons, so now you're gonna tell me that it's the same that Tampa Bay is gonna repeat again? Even like we know how hard that is, and we know Tampa had incredible fortune. They got a lot of guys good that that came in. They were healthy. Their defense was healthy. But they're going into the playoffs this year. They're they're banged up. Yep. Tom Brady can. That's why he left New England. Tom Brady would still be in New England had he not felt like man. Bill, you need to get off your shit, and you need to get me some players around me. Cause I'm I'll, not that same dude anymore. I'll take our defense over their defense in 2021 all day and tomorrow. You want to talk about playoff time? I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But we've seen playoff time be neutralized when a defense can come in there and play physical fast and get after the pass or the passer. So I'll take our squad. Man, like we 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 the front runner, bro, and and they don't even know it, and that's good. They don't. I don't want them to. I don't want them to. I don't want. I don't want nobody on our bandwagon because it tends to get heavy and and and, and it you know well, it, it starts yeah. to stink and and all that. So I, I I need I need all of our day ones. We ain't letting nobody else on day ones you only. You ain't got to worry about the big letter networks jumping on. They're rooting for it not to happen. So you ain't got to worry about that. But appreciate the shift, man. You enjoy your holiday. You enjoy the New Year's. You bring it in safe, Happy man. Have fun, bro. bro. All right, bro. Appreciate you, man.
know what I tell them. Yesterday's price is not today's price. What's that, Peter Crack? Yesterday's price is not today's price. Joe Crack, my phone. Alright. And I'm not knocking the Bucks. The Bucks have a good team, you know what I mean? That's that's a good squad or whatever, but I think the Cowboys are better. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. You know what I mean? Like this defense is better. We got a better secondary. We got a better pass rush. Michael Parsons is better than their linebacker. Now I do think he's better than Devin. The, the, was it Devin Smith or Devin uh White? They're without Levante David. So if it's Devin White, Michael Parsons, I think Mike Parsons. Now you bring Levante David back. All right, cool. I'll give y'all the advantage there. It's not Dak against Tom. It's Tom against my defense. I've seen Dak Prescott operate very well under that defense, against that defense. Now you can say, well, Tom did the same thing week one. Uh, Week one, we didn't know what we were. (laughs) We didn't know what we were. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Cowboys defense is better by a mile than they were in week one. Freight train, then Tony from Tampa, then 404-201, and we out of here. What's up, Freight? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Long time hey, no speak. Deal. It's been a minute. I've been out there working. You know, I got back back in the game. Look, you know, I, you know, I had my little uh, I had a little tendon issue with my knee, so ah. I'm back out there grinding again. But here's the deal, people. Do not argue with people who don't do film study. Save your energy. It's pointless. I show them guys, see, that's for TV purposes. Behind closed doors, he knows the Death Star is coming. Like what you just said. It ain't about that. That going to get his. Don't worry about that. It's about this defense going up against Kyler, uh, going up against uh, Rodgers and Brady. If they don't get rid of that ball in three seconds, hmm. it's over. Hmm. We got our we got our front four fighting. It see we're gonna be able to put pressure on you without blitzing. With Kyler, you, you don't need, you don't need to blitz. Let him let him fall off the bridge by himself. And what it is is tight coverage. If, if notice, Chris and Kurt and all those guys, how many balls are behind the line of scrimmage? And they, and like I said, they're playing a, a horizontal game. Yes, that's exactly what we talked about yesterday, uh, Frey. So good eye. This is a horizontal pa- horizontal passing offense when it comes to Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, and then with uh, Zach Ertz, everything is within 10 yards. No longer do they have DeAndre Hopkins to stretch that field. So you have to force them to matriculate down the field, and they struggle in the red zone now. So, yeah. So the key is tight coverage. You make him try to beat him with, your, with his arm. Mm-hmm. And see, if he try to do all that scramble, I trust our defense. It, as far as speed, I trust our defense to get to him. Like like what Parson said, we got a lot of lion cunning. We can scratch you out from, from one end to the other end. Trust me, when he, when he pull that running stuff, they're going to wear him out. We, we may get a little penalty here for, uh, for, knock, for knocking him out. It's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Got and it. now you just made him have alligator arms. We're gonna make them. We're gonna make those uh, wide receivers. They're gonna have alligator arms. See, they ain't been hit like this. And I told people, do your own film study. Go back and watch what Detroit did against the Cardinals. Go back and watch what the Saints did against oh. 
Brady. The, Go the, back and watch Colts what Cleveland game. did against uh, Rodgers and his team. That's how you beat them. Those three games, go back and watch it. Rodgers said, It's simple. Because, see, if, if Cleveland had any form of a, a quarterback, that game's over. True. These people on it, last year is over. This is a new year. It's about what have you done lately. We're trending in the right direction. Like I told you at the beginning oh. of the year, all hands on deck. And that's what's happening. Hey, hey, Freight, they're going to push the goalposts for the Cowboys no matter what, man. I've learned that with the networks. That's why I don't tune into them when they talk about the boys. Uh, a lot of people send me stuff in the messages and things like that or tag me in something and I catch it. But they're, they're always going to move the goalposts. That's why I don't listen to them. That's why I listen to the fans that tune in here. That's why I listen to my, the community that the Cowboys we have on YouTube and, and some of the bloggers that I respect. But I don't listen to them. Because they, they have an agenda they got to push, and they're always going to move the goalposts because that's what clicks, that's what sells for the Cowboys. And as Marcus said, man, I'm, I'm not seeking validation from haters no more. I'm not. And don't. That's the biggest thing. I was, I was in my truck driving. That's the biggest thing. Do not seek validation from haters. They're doing their job. Let them do their job. Thanks. But the key is one quarter at a time. And, I, and see, they see this coming. In 2016, we 13-3 and all that other stuff. I told people, our secondary is the issue. I said, we, we may get beat by our secondary. I, I told people at the barbershop, I said, but don't worry about it. This ain't the same team. No. Yesterday, I, I'm, I'm not I, worried I, about I, that. That's going to get me. I keep huh? saying that. Nobody, I, I keep saying this is yesterday's price is not today's price for a reason, man. We're going into the postseason with a legitimate defense that can carry your team uh, and you can win a Super Bowl with. That that is that is the most important thing going into this playoffs. Or if we didn't have that freight train, it'd be just like 2014. It'd be just like 2016. We're at 2018, where we're like, yeah, we got an offense, but we just gotta hope the defense can can have one of those dominant type games. But so I think this is a completely different year, bro. We have a Bugatti. That thing has 16 cylinders. We're clicking on both sides of the ball. They say they say you know I, I told people I said there. They're doing a little sandbagging. So I've been watching this game a long time. I've seen. But the key is, when, what happened this past Sunday, what they did, they came in. We're not, we're not getting turnovers. I told people, take that off. We're not getting turnovers. That's not it. Takeaways. These are takeaways. They're mm. taking the ball from them. Them lines, <clears throat> they're going and taking that meat. They're taking the meat from them. They're and that's it. what's going on, man. But that's my final thing I want to say. But I told people, enjoy the ride one quarter at a time. We play our game, they already know it's a wrap. And we got some secret uh, Cowboy fans that, 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 that wear other hats. Don't worry about them. I don't care who they are. They're not going to be able to celebrate with us. They can run behind. They're not, they're not going to be on the train celebrating with us. I'm out, big dog. My man, appreciate your freight train. Enjoy the rest of your New Year's. Or enjoy the rest of your year. Happy New Year's. Yeah. I said this before. This team has given you confidence. So be confident. This is the most confident I've felt, even in the thirteen and three year in twenty sixteen. I'm a part of me in my gut was like, oh, Jason Garrett's the coach, <laughs> number one. Number two, oh, I love Dak Prescott, but he's a rookie. It's never happened. And number three, oh, it's defense. It's defense. I don't trust it. I trust everything about this team right now. 
that could be a scary feeling, right? Because you get your hopes up. But I'm cool with getting my hopes up right now because they've allowed me to do that. I just need to see one more thing. And it's not even for me. It's just for the rest of the world. Just so that we can get a, yeah, shut up. And that's them stomp the Arizona Cardinals. I take a win. I take a regular win. But I want to see them send a message. And I think when you listen to Micah Parsons, Micah said, yeah, this is a, this is a big game. It's a statement game. I think they understand and they understood the assignment the last four weeks leading up to this Cardinals game. Got to get this dub. Let's get this dub and continue to build. This game right here matters probably more to them than we think. Because think about it. You lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You lost to the Chiefs. The two teams most pundits believe are your Super Bowl contenders. The Cardinals were once thought to be that. I don't give a damn what, what they are at this point. They're still a 10-5 and five team. Right? They're still a team that they can beat you on any given day. So go in here and make a statement against a top 10 defensive unit, by the way. And they can't say nothing. Tony from Tampa. What's up, T? What's going on, man? I'm good, man. How are you? You still you still uh, at home enjoying the holidays, or they got you back on the road? Nah, man. Uh, I came into my second part of my vacation. Here man, we go. So I don't go back till Monday, you know. Here we go. I'm down here, 80 degrees in the palm trees. Happy New Year to everybody, man. Happy New Year to you and your fam as well, brother. Yeah, man. And look, I just wanted to say this, man. Uh, you know, I'm very comfortable with a team, man, and I'm very excited uh, to see us head into the playoffs with this team, man. For real, Same. man. I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I don't have no complaints. I know we're gonna take care of business. I, I told you, man. I, I felt it early in the season, man. Like this our year, man. So I'm just sitting back, watching us go to war, you know. So. Man, I feel confident about the team, but uh, I just wanted to say this, man, for uh, the new year. Wouldn't it be nice to see Trayvon Diggs on some of those offensive packages, man? <laughs> Y'all tried to do this. Wouldn't that be good <laughs> for the new year, man? Like, you know, yeah, for man. us to see Trayvon Diggs on off that wouldn't that scare the mess out of uh, any defense in the league? But you know, he used to play receiver. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? that's why he's so damn good at catching the rock. Um, maybe against the Raiders, right? When we were down both of our top rock receivers, but nah, man, we don't need to for fun. Maybe, maybe I would like to see him one play, like Super you know, kind of scare the mess out somebody. You know, you know what I mean? Like I would like to see that, man. That's all I got for the new year, man. My man, I'm good, man. You know, hey, keep doing your thing, man. Happy New Year's, man. Happy New Year's to you as well, to you and the fan, man. Enjoy it, be safe. All right, you too, man. We, we got that question a lot here uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, let's get Trayvon Diggs on offense. Where? Right? Like, where? The top three wide receivers are there. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz. Either, even said Wilson. And where to put him. When Dion went out and played wide receiver for the Cowboys in the 90s, because he had to. When Jordan Lewis was using that weird game where he was getting reverses or whatever, it's because he had to. Ain't got to now, man. It'd be fun to see in like a blowout game if the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl and things like that, but I don't really want to waste the possession. So apparently we got a 
my man over on Facebook. Appreciate you. I think it was Tim. We got a Green Bay Packer fan in in, in the building. Salute to you, Green Bay Packer fan. Um, apparently, he hate man. And listen, I don't mind the haters being in here. Just be civil. You know what I'm saying, talk trash, talk smack, whatever. Just be civil. Don't be disrespectful. So if you ain't doing that, hey, welcome, welcome. Hopefully, we see you in the playoffs, right? Hopefully, we see. Hopefully, you have the same confidence we do as well. That's one thing that I don't get. Is is I'm not mad at fans for having confidence in their team. I'm not even mad if you want to talk trash. We're going to talk trash. Don't get mad and butt hurting in your feelings when we have that same confidence because they gave us a reason to be confident. You can save all that. As if they don't lose. As if they didn't get whooped by New Orleans. I didn't get it week one. As if Minnesota didn't go up in there and get the dub too. I get it. I get they didn't have the Packers. They didn't have uh, against the Chiefs and things like that, but Y'all ain't unbeatable, all right? So calm down. And I'm not saying we unbeatable. I'm just saying. Might be the team to beat. <laughs> 201, final call. What's up, man? Okay. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? All right. This is Park Street Life from Jersey City, New Jersey. This is my first time calling in. Hey, welcome to the show, man. Make sure you tune in on Sundays, too. We got Jesse, who's from Jersey. He, he loves when folk uh, respond with that. So, shout out to Jersey in the building. Definitely, definitely. Um, I don't really have too much to say. I'm just listening in. But um, us, us Cowboys fans, we can't get frustrated with the hypocrisy mm. because that's how they're going to do with the Dallas Cowboys. These shows are scripted shows, you know, just because they know talking about the Dallas Cowboys is going to bring clicks and bring views. So all these shows is formatted the same, like uh, Stephen A. and and uh, uh, what's the other one? Acho, Sharp, all those dudes, yeah. They, they the same show. They basically the same show. Where you got one person talking bad about the Cowboys and one defending the Cowboys, like come on, change up your format. What I, what I wish we would do as a nation, which I know it's not going to happen because because we're human, right? And and a lot of the times your your humanity comes out in the sense of when people talk about you, you want to defend yourself, and they know that, right. and they know we're a passionate fan base. So what I try to do, what I've been practicing on Twitter, and I'm gonna ask you guys to practice this, practice this as well. Don't retweet it. Don't don't tag. Right. Don't hashtag. Don't 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 put that out there. Because if you stop doing right. that, then they're not gonna have a reason to keep talking about it. Or or at least post it on social media, you know. That's where a lot of right. honestly to keep it a bean, a lot of their engagement is not during the live show. They'll take the clip, right, post it on Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, excuse me, and that's where they get millions of hits on of engagement and i've been trying to practice not reposting these things and not giving them the attention right. uh but there's especially times i come on here and i gotta call it base. out especially for our fan base when we can we already got a, a foundational uh platform and 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 the guys and, and the crew that um you know you um right right law 
you know, like that's who I tune into to 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 get my my Cowboys information and um because you're absolutely right, bro. And and I'm, and I'm not saying, listen, bro, we don't got the resources as the big letter networks. I mean, we trying like I'm I'm trying to give y'all you know a different different vibe than a normal show. I'm trying to be more broadcast wise, but at the end of the day, my core principles is being real. And it's not about trying to be the popular or be or, or catch you know the headlines right. or anything like that. And our community is enough I, of us to tune in to get the real word. That's that's and that's all that matters for me. I get you got all different type of flavors and 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 all you guys, you mm-hmm. know. And you get the passion, you get the facts. What what more do you need, you know? Because everybody keep it real, you know. We we all gonna speak. From the heart sometimes, but we, yeah. we, we, you know, we, we kicking facts, kicking, uh, film study, kicking, you know, yeah. what, what more do you want? What more do you want? I'll put our but, community um, up I against anybody. Had to, um, I had to, um, I'm going to leave you with this thought before I go. And by the way, happy new year's. You as well. You and, um, everybody listening, all the, all the call-ins was phenomenal. I'm listening to everybody. Um, I know a lot of people panicking about our D coordinator, Dan Quinn, because he, he done such a phenomenal job. I feel the same way. You know, you don't want to see him go, but yeah. I think, I think our DB coach has soaked it all in and could be a prime asset for us. Talking about Joe Witt Jr.? No, no, no. The DB coach, um, Al Harris. Oh, it's about Al Harris, cornerback coach. Cornerback coach, right? Hmm. I think, I think I don't. You know, I just want people no, to ponder like it. on it I like because it. I like it. I think Al Harris. If you check, you know, the sounds of the sideline. Every time you see him speak, he 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 seemed to have that it factor. And I know his knowledge of the game is. Super, super. He has a super knowledge oh, yeah, of the game. Yeah. I, I believe, I believe this system. I believe he's soaking it all in. And I, I believe he can, he, he can run it. If if we if we lose Dan, Dan Quinn. That's so, it. That's. I'm just leave you with I, that. I like that. I like that, man. I appreciate the call, man. Uh, it was a great call. Like I said, you enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your new year. Bring it in safe and have a good time, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm representing that Jersey, 201, man, Jersey City, Park Street Life, man. Hey. Oh, man, appreciate you, bro. That He, he brought up a very interesting alternative. My, my thought process the whole time had been Joe Witt Jr. because Joe Witt Jr. has been with Dan Quinn for a few years, was with him in Atlanta, followed him in Dallas, and if you notice who's in the booth, it's Joe Witt Jr., so he's right next to Dan Quinn. I don't know if he was in a booth in Atlanta or not, but he would know Quinn's principal core principles and play calls and how to call, et cetera, et cetera, probably more than anyone. But like we talked about on the Okoye show, and y'all should check that out, man. Running back if you can. Really good show, as always. I had stated there, Joe Whitby had been since the middle of the year when I figured Dan Quinn might be gone because he's doing so well. Joe Witt had been my in-house candidate. But then it, it clicked to me. I had made a video, and Joe Witt Jr. said this. It's out of his words, out of his mouth. I know I'm difficult to work with. But as Stephen A. said, 
I don't care. You know, I know I'm difficult to work with, but I don't care. I'm going to get the best out of my guy. That's cool for a position coach. It's cool. But for the head honcho, I don't know, man. I don't want you to be difficult to work with, you know? I need you to be likable. I don't want to say likable, but some part part players coach, right? Some part XO, some part hard ass. And Dan Quinn has all of it. I think Dan Quinn is the perfect defensive coordinator, so I don't want to see him go. But Al Harris, I'm I'm with him. I look at the sounds from the sideline. We see I've met Al Harris a few times in person. I see how he's interacted. I don't, I don't know how he'd be as a defense coordinator. I don't know how he'd be as a play caller. But I, it, it'd be nice to see if he wants to get in that, throw his, his name in that ring. Another name not, not bringing up, George Edwards. George Edwards was up for head coaching spot in uh, for Duke. I don't believe he got it. So George Edwards has history with Mike Zimmer, history with this team. I, I think he's more in the mold of a Dan Quinn being relatable to the coaches uh, or to the players. You see Micah Parsons is very close to George Edwards, looks at him as another uncle, um, and he's he's called plays before. So George Edwards, I might, if I was to rank it, I'd go George Edwards, Joe Witt, only because, like I said, Joe Witt's been here, He's he knows Dan Quinn stuff, and Al Harris in-house. But that's a conversation for maybe at the end of the year. And we'll talk about that. Lance says, how about... Uh, Aiden, is it Dirt A? I always say his name wrong. I don't know that I'm ready for Coach AD, though, to, to be a defensive coordinator. I mean, he's getting he's getting his, you know, he's getting his feet wet in the league. It's not like he, he just got here. He's been in Atlanta for a few years. He was actually in Dallas first, then went to Atlanta, now back in Dallas. I would probably put him fifth in that ranking, fourth in that ranking of the guys. Um, so, Durday, defensive coordinator, I don't know. Maybe not yet. I'd say not yet for him. But for, for, for me, George Edwards, Joe Witt Jr., Al Harris, in-house. We'll find out in the in the offseason if there's guys that get fired or let go or not brought back. We'll find out later. And we'll talk about that as always, man. All right, look, we're back in the chat for a little bit before we get out of here. Uh, this has been, and I wanted to kind of extend this show a little bit longer because, like I said, it's the last show of the year. I wanted to get to all the callers uh, as much as I could. You guys have been, listen, man, big, just a huge thank you for a great uh, 2021. Huge. I came into this year really wanting to grind a little bit harder than I did in 2020, and I grind hard. Uh, I wanted to take the game to the next level, not just my game, but the game, period. But I had no idea, none whatsoever, that it would it would lead me here to Dallas doing something that once I came home from school, I said, this is what I want to do. So and I know it couldn't be made possible without Cowboys Nation, without you guys that come here every morning, um, every evening when I was doing evening things, tuning into all the, the videos dropped. All that good stuff. I wanted to create a space for Cowboys fans where they can come and be fans, right? Where we can learn from each other. You know what I'm saying? We can fan out and have some fun. That's what I try to bring to this show every single day. We're going to learn something, whether you knew it or you didn't know it. We're going to have fun, and we're going to let you be a fan. Let you be a fan. So I appreciate y'all for rocking out with me in this 2021. Let's make 2022 even better. Let's take this thing to the next level. 
because I think it's already raising, man. A to Z Sports, Skywalker still, we, we, we getting up there, man. We grinding. You know, let's take this thing to the next level. And let's, my man Dave Sturgio, uh, if I said that wrong, my bad, Dave, on Twitter was like, it's basically us versus the talking heads, right? The mainstream. And my guy Tuck says, mute the mainstream, right? I love that, mute the mainstream. I don't mean that in the sense of, hey, dog, if they come hollering at me, want me to do something, mute me. It's just that certain parts of the mainstream, we talk about this all day today. They don't cover the team correctly. And I do feel like it's us against them. So if it's a competition, I love it. I love it. So appreciate you guys rocking. Uh, you, you guys enjoy this holiday. Be safe, as one of the callers said. Please be safe. Last thing I want to do is see somebody in the chat say so-and-so got in trouble or so-and-so's not here. Be safe, man. Be safe. Have a good time. Um, bringing the new year right. I know me and mine's will be. Love you guys to death. Y'all have been uh, amazing, man. I, I can't put any more words to it. Y'all have been amazing. And for the last time in 2021, compress this butt. <laughs> Press this butt. Thanks once again. I will see y'all Sunday. Jesse Holly, myself, game day live, pregame, halftime, postgame show. First technically show of the new year. Join in. Cowboys versus Cardinals. It's going to be a good time. And for the last time this year, A to Z Sports Prime Time with my guy, Mauricio Rodriguez. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace. I want me some glory hope. Shout out to Stevie Mac, the mod god. Appreciate everything you've been doing this year for me, brother. Shout out to my bro Sosa. Always bringing the fire graphics. <laughs>